0: Welcome to another edition of Mass Bats of M. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey seventy five. You can find the entire show across all social media at MMM Show seventy five. Right? Is that right, Byron?
1: Yeah, across- that's correct. Actually, um, we're working on a hashtag right now. You can join the um, the MMM Show uh, conversation on social media with the hashtag MMM Show. But um, uh, We're actually the social media department's working on a, a one for more uh, brevity. Uh, it's hashtag Melissa Villasenor should go on a date with Byron if she wants to. Seventy-five. That's a little shorter. It's a little shorter. Well, I'll put it in the chat room because it has you know it's hard to remember. The, it's easier Can than you the pay first for one. Meef, I'm you not. Okay? A, are you? Are you? Uh, her. Mm-hmm. Her agent, when it comes to that sort of thing, Are we gonna he's go- asking no, if
0: you're if you're Dutch or if you're a real man.
1: No, I'll pay. <laughs> I, I can afford any dinner once. You know what I mean. I'll I'll pick up the tab. You
0: can afford any dinner once. Yeah. Okay, I'll no, remember
1: that. go to. I'll
0: remember that next time you want something to happen on the show. You can afford any dinner once. Once, but then after that, I might have to sell. Look, everything I, I like remember. I like one good meal. I'm fine <laughs> <Yeah>. with that. <laughs> um uh, where we the hell know, do people uh, find uh, you forget about uh hashtag
1: malia will melissa via senor should it right you? off the tongue no not it's at all easier than mmm show mm, oh, sure. it's hard to tell but this one there's okay well where do we find you and why at Byron fever and you want to find me because you want to find good content and know what i had for lunch okay Beefloaf,
0: cross the pond. How's it going?
2: I'm all right. Just <clears throat> been a bit of a manic weekend. I've got family here from Florida, so oh. I've
0: been busy as well. Oh, wait, you've got relatives that are from Florida?
2: They're from Saint Petersburg.
1: Okay, that's not too bad. If you just said Tampa, we'd have had to talk. <laughs> <laughs> if you just... would have said West Palm Beach, I would have been knocking on West doors. Palm, what? Yeah, yeah. Byron can build them a house. No. Have
0: you seen my show? Hey, hey, I think you guys build quality
1: materials. I think my I think I think I I think we make a really good show. Well, look, it's been a um a very
0: slow week in wrestling and combat sports. You wanna talk about boxing? It's been um I think we should talk about uh, uh, curling, maybe. I've been painting. If you've I been painting.
2: You really good yeah, I painted my cabinet that I built last weekend. So we
0: why can, is that? Uh, talk about
2: perfect strokes.
0: Why is that chocolate mannequin still facing the wall? Yeah,
2: because I it's has got I a
0: Oh, I got a theory. I got to consider. It's like an anatomically theory. correct Mark Hunt doll, huh? Oh God!
2: Can I? Can I I've tell got you,
0: got joke, you? Joke, joke,
1: I, I don't know if people. Um, I know there's a head writer of uh, one of the writers of uh, Lucha Underground. His Chris DeJoseph. I don't know if he has social media, but if you know him, you might want to let him know there's it's like the Mark Hunt doll, but there's a picture of a Chris DeJoseph doll going around the Internet. I don't know where it came from. Oh, that's awesome. Chris, Chris D has a um,
0: DJ has a doll. DJ has a doll. We gotta, uh, we gotta find that. We'll post it on the MMM show page if we find it. I'll track it down. We'll Great. post it on the
1: MMM show page. If you know a social media, definitely let them know about it.
0: What is right. it like? A is it like a Krista Joseph and Lucha Underground doll, or is it like a, um, or is it like a Big Dick Johnson WWE kind of doll or something? Well, Lucha doesn't Small have Dick like a...
1: Small Dick he... Johnson. Wow, <laughs> that's his indie gimmick. I wouldn't know. He... Just saying. Listen. It's his indie gimmick. It's his indie gimmick. He takes it's his a small gimmick, D but it's a, a, a little slant on it.
2: Just delete letters. If you're
1: Why do you know so much about it, Meef? Hey, uh, hey, uh, by the way, thanks to me for his amazing Photoshop skills for doing our graphics for uh MMM show.
0: Unrelated, Un- totally unrelated. Well, he also unrelated. did the uh, the Jim Skay shirt. I don't know if people know that, but meep did the design on the jim's case shirt which does not come out well on the uh what was it the 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 one that fabric. casey got
1: does it come out well on the fabric so it looks quality mine
0: looks great i think the way to go is black shirt so when we re-release that that'll be uh black shirt only uh special we will only release it on the material on which it works properly because awesome. uh i believe casey's was not so grand um so my first hot take i I normally don't start with ufc but i'm going to start with colby covington Uh, even though jim's not here and if jim if jim shows up jim can chime in on this uh colby covington is the best heel out there worldwide right now this kid uh and if you don't know who he is he's a ufc fighter he's now the interim uh the what is it uh, welterweight champion is that it 170 yeah the interim 170 welterweight champion uh in absence of tyron woodley who has been uh, off doing hollywood stuff and having elective surgeries which is not typically something a champion does but you know to each his own i think he thought uh the number one contender spot needed some sussing out anyway so he figured now was as good a time as any to get his soul shoulder uh in order or whatever he's doing but anyway so this kid colby covington He's talked shit on Brazilians. Uh, he's now talking shit on uh, Jim's hometown of Philadelphia. Um, he's, Wait, is that
1: why he's heat all heated up? Oh
0: yeah, I'll, oh uh- yeah. Jim is Jim is super duper hot at this kid because he said because the Philadelphia Eagles said that they um, they weren't going to come to the White House to meet Trump, and this kid was like, Shut "Fuck up. you guys, I'm going to go show up with my new belt. He won this interim belt last night. He's like, I'm going to show up and put it on Trump's desk tomorrow." Which is great. Trump's not there. Yeah, well, who cares? So, does he know the
1: uh, Does he know the um uh, uh God Bless America song? Yeah. What, what God Save the Queen? What God Bless America? Whatever. One of those songs. It, it's the uh, national the anthem. Is that oh, the one
2: what? you're trying to figure out?
1: No, the other one.
2: Wasn't it Deutschland, Deutschland über alles?
1: What? <laughs> I like I mean, that one. Me guy right <laughs> now.
0: So, look, here's my question for you guys. I know what my opinion is. If you are an athlete that wins a championship, should you go to the White House um, as part of celebrating that national championship with the leader of the nation?
2: (laughs) No. I mean, is UFC even fall into sport?
0: It's a sport. I mean... It's
2: a national. No, but it's, it's not like a national. Game. You know, it's kind of if they win the world, if USA won the World Cup, yeah. I mean, Americans seem to think that the when they win baseball, they've won the world championship. But no other world country's series. Playing it. So, it. Fuck it. It's not the World Series, is well, it? Well, I mean, it's you're discounting American.
0: you're discounting Canada as a country. There's Canadians in that league. I mean, that makes it at least a North American league.
1: The players are from yeah. all over the world, from America to Costa Rica, Puerto Rico.
2: The, yeah, oh, the North America.
1: Yeah, but me. When's the last time you play baseball?
2: <laughs> Never. We play fucking. We play rounders like real men.
0: Look, no, I I would say this: the the World Cup is getting more popular in America, but by and large. I would imagine that just as many Americans know who Colby Covington is at this point than anyone on th- our world soccer team. I don't know who that guy is. London Donovan. <laughs> just saying. That's America for you. No, we like our football. We like I, our I basketball. We like our baseball. And when I say football, I don't I mean, understand.
2: What?
1: What don't you understand? they go
2: to the president. I don't understand the whole thing. I don't understand the only twat but um, in this country it's just a, you do a parade in your town that's it you know I think if they won the England won the World Cup then yes maybe the Queen might have some or do something in London but you know it's that's like a big that's a I'm not being disrespectful to American sports but the World Cup is bigger than anything in America it's watched by far more people so, Cup winning big. that is like, yeah, we're talking most of the most of the known world watches up.
0: Byron, would you go see the president if you won a uh, major sporting title?
1: I think it. De- I think it depends. I think um, I mean, there's there's reasons that people have turned it down in the past. But I think a reason to meet him now is like if you want to make a political statement, I think the avenue to go about that now is to go and talk to him because he that's was-
0: what i'm saying
1: i'm with you oh
2: he seems to respond you okay like yeah to if, Kardashian if, if i was a some mexican, mexican
1: but that's the thing like
2: if i was mexican i'd go his and go fuck you if you think you're superior you white piece of shit
0: i don't even know if you i don't even know if you give him the big fuck you like look i think colby covington it, it's hilarious because he's saying all these things that you know An average, not 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 even a a crazy rhetorical Trump supporter would say, but an average report Trump supporter would say he's not saying anything crazy or outrageous by this country standards, but he's the heel. People don't get it. It's like, guys, he's playing a thing. If you don't get that Colby Covington is completely full of shit and playing a thing, um, you're insane and the fact that he's wants to go see Trump, he's gonna it's a it's the biggest insult out there. It's amazing. He's gonna go and show up with his UFC belt and pretend to be friends with Trump just to get more heel heat as a real fighter, not a pro wrestler, as a real fucking fighter.
1: But, yeah,
2: but he's sort to me, a I'm, stunt. I'm tired of people doing shit like this. The I just, world I isn't about fucking TV. The world isn't about fucking TV. Kim Kardashian go fuck us. Got like so all these pieces of him. shit. Here's the uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, like, all these people. Yeah, about prisons. She's a fucking moron. Her entire Trump, fashion.
1: But Trump understands her.
2: And like he should. She, she shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the fucking White House unless it's possibly to be shot.
0: We don't typically shoot people right there at the all White House. Pe- no. We have Guantanamo. All these people for
2: that. nowadays, like is, they, they like, do shit, and all these sports stars are doing things. To be healed or get publicity, and it's like, just go and do your fucking job. Just do but your fucking is, job. He do it, well, That is the job.
0: That's the job. It,
2: Colby it, Cummington it, yeah, but, Getting eyeballs to the yeah, UFC. It's real, real. It's real world shit that he's fucking with. It, is it, it like calling out? Like, it's not like calling out fucking Hulk Hogan, is it? Like no, he's, calling, person out person he's yeah, calling out the Philadelphia all, Eagles. He's yeah, calling out the Philadelphia Eagles,
0: which is equally not real world shit.
1: shit. First of all, when you Google um, top 10 worst sports fans, three category, like at least three notches of the top 10 worst sports fans are Philly sports fans. They're, they're used multiple times. This is, I mean, I love Philly, but let's be real. And let's be real about people from Philly. In fact, you can look up an amazing video by Bill Burr, who he had a few wonderful things to say about them and they were well-deserved. Jim is going to murder gonna
2: you. going to put it on the MMM show website. Ignore, ignore the Philly thing. Just think about it as anything in general. Let's harp it's,
1: on It's Philly real world thing. shit.
2: When you Double when you talk about Donald Trump, down. this is this is a guy who legitimately believes that white people are superior to be other people. And you're when you start going and like pulling shit, like going, "Oh, I'm going to Trump support and all this shit" to get eyes on you, you you're putting a fucking target on your back, and it's not a good one what i I say is go. i say you go you
0: smile you shake hands you do the photo op then you step outside and you talk to all the media and tell them all what you don't support about him or what you do support about him and then the entire story that goes in the paper the next day is the photo of you guys shucking and jiving and holding hands but then the story that goes with it is whatever your real statement is my whole thing is why don't people want to get over It doesn't matter if it's a sports team, if it's Colby Covington or whatnot. It's like people have lost the art of getting over and they're so goddamn surprised when somebody comes along, that's actually good at it. Like when CM Punk was in the WWE, not like how he, how he is in the UFC, which I'll talk about shortly, but like Colby Covington is doing Colby Covington is not a smart guy. He's not that adept at speaking. He's not that great a fighter. And yet he's getting over getting opportunities that most of these other idiots are not getting simply because he knows how to get himself over a little bit. So many people have forgotten how to do that. You know what? I think Penta and Phoenix should take those MLW tag team titles that they just got and they should go to the White House. They should have a shake. a How do you do with Donald Trump? And the next day they should come out in the newspaper along with that photo and say whatever they think about his wall or his ideas or what he thinks about Mexicans.
2: Would they even be allowed anywhere near it? Would they be allowed anywhere near it? Even though you would technically say that there's a legitimate championship in America. And, you know, if every if every champion's supposed to be going there, then.
0: Trump's an egomaniac. But, Anybody yeah. who says. Anybody who says, yes, I'd love to come meet the president and show off this championship. He'd he'd say, that's right. They all love me. They want to come see me. And and he would use that and try to twist it his own way. And then he'd come out in the media the next day. And when you said your thing, he'd say his thing. And it'd be a big stink. But why not? If the guy's just going to be a mouthpiece and doing that kind of stuff, that's fine. You know, politics aside. There's plenty of publicity. Obama did tons of publicity, too. I mean, he knew how to put himself over. Trump knows how to put himself over. And anybody who's not taking advantage of either of those two guys for themselves to put themselves over is stupid. If you have a forum to do it, do it. That's me. That's what I would do. If I were Colby I would go to I would go to Washington, D.C., I would shake Donald Trump's hand, and I would put the belt on his desk.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't have a message.
0: Yeah, he does. Book yes. me in another fight and pay me a lot of money for it. That's a great okay. message.
1: It's a publicity stunt. Yeah, I, 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 think put, I think there's, I think there's a lot of athletes who feel a certain way, but they're athletes. They're not, uh, you know, advocates. And so they may want to take a stand, but they may not want to get all too involved. They just may be put off by Trump and they don't want to deal with him. But there's ones that are more outspoken and educated, like Colin Kaepernick. He should be working or someone should be working overtime to get him to talk to Trump finally yeah, look angle.
0: Colin Kaepernick got the ball started he doesn't he shouldn't do anything else now he's yeah. too much of a target but my whole thing is okay
2: uh, even if
0: even if you're a second string defensive lineman on the Philadelphia Eagles, you go and you show up at the White House you shake his hand you take that stupid photograph and then you walk outside and you tell the press, Uh, You don't like what he's doing for inner city Philadelphia and the poor population there. You instantly reached more people in a positive manner that might actually do something for your cause than you boycotting seeing him at all or going there and completely disregarding the public forum and opportunity of meeting a world leader, regardless of what you think of that leader.
2: The problem is. With the American media is that won't come up. It'll just be they went there and any form form of turning up there is seen as support for him and he (laughs) sees it as support for him. (laughs) Even if you turn around and call him a dick, he's like, well, you turned up and that's all that matters. They take a picture, they edit it, how do they want it to appear on TV or in the papers and the the real story won't get anywhere near. Yeah. But the thing is nowadays, honestly, especially right now,
0: right now, People want that alternative story because it keeps the news cycle going with more dreck and nonsense. And honestly, you do have more of a form if you actually go. Because both sides will get hurt just so they can keep
1: the argument going. Here's a question. Who do you guys think would win in Lucha Underground in a fight? Donald Trump or the limo guy? We don't know who the limo guy is. If the limo guy is Masquerita Sagrada... Then Trump wins. I'm not afraid to take a stand. Uh Trump has a he has a win at WrestleMania under his belt, right? Uh I don't know if he I know he was there.
2: Was DeJoseph writing them as well?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think DeJoseph wrote Trump.
2: Vince <laughs> Vince yeah, probably wrote but, uh, Trump himself. Trump Bobby
1: Lashley. Oh god. Oh Jesus. Before. Well, before I leave UFC, since we're talking about since we're harping on Philly so much, we need to get to the bottom of this and just figure out who's better, Pat's or Geno's. Sub question: How do I get a sandwich from both places right now? Who the fuck are they? Oh, you're talking about Philly
0: cheesesteaks? Yes. My my problem is I don't like whiz. I like uh, provolone on my cheesesteaks, and both those places are are famous for their
1: whiz. What do you think about Wiz and Meef?
2: Wait, wait, wait! You they like use it. cheese. You whiz. like it in your mouth?
1: They, yeah, like affiliate. They,
2: they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So these two places are supposed to be the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. And well, they use some fake ass shit from a can.
0: You can still get, you can still get uh, provolone or something else, but but the whiz is the the way that most people like to go with it. It's from the streets, Meef. You wouldn't know anything about
2: that. I just probably need to eat some like half decent food.
0: I mean, when there's people out there little, that swear the best mac and cheese in the world, the best gourmet mac and cheese in the world is made with Velveeta. Ooh.
1: Is that a real cheese? Is that a real food? Hey, Velveeta or is it like melted plastic. I don't know. I don't eat that shit. I
0: don't eat Miracle Whip, <laughs> Velveeta or Cheese Whiz or Easy Cheese.
1: <laughs> Easy Cheese. How hard was it to begin with?
0: <laughs> I don't mess with that stuff.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. Look, so one more, one more thing I want to talk about with the UFC last night, which, by the way, was was a, a really great show. Um, as I said, Colby Covington went over on RDA. Uh I said went over like it was a wrestling match. Um yeah. yeah they they it, it was a good fight. Colby Covington uh just kind of he swarmed him. He came with lots of crazy stuff from different directions and uh really had RDA's number. The main event was uh a little harder to dissect. Hector Lombard, um Or not Hector. He looks like Hector Lombard. Why do I want to say that? Um, um, (laughs) Yoel Romero. Good Lord. They're both really, really big, muscular guys. Um, Yoel Romero looked like a beast and somehow still lost the fight. Um, He came in overweight, which was not surprising, which has happened before. But the weird thing was the Illinois commission gave Hector Lombard a chance to, um, cut the weight that, that he was over. And so they went back to the room. They take a little bit of a break cause he's been cutting all day and he's not doing great. Um, but they finally start cutting the weight again. And for some reason the commission shows up and tells them they're done. They don't get any more time, even though they were told they had two hours they made him go weigh in right then. And he was 0.2 pounds over the limit for the fight to be for the belt, but they stopped him before the amount of time that they said he had to cut. So I don't quite. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a piece of shit for coming in overweight again for whatever reason. I mean, he's done this before and it's ridiculous. Dana white's talking about possibly making him go up a weight class. And it's like, it's a title fight, bro. You get, get your weight together. You shouldn't be doing the whole thing right at the last minute like that. Anyway, you, you know, but, uh, Robert Whitaker, uh, the Australian, uh, had a great fight, but broke his hand early in it. And, and there's not much to say about it one way or the other, uh, other than it was a weird ending. Um, and the thing I can't figure out about the UFC right now is what is a 10 8 round. So, if anybody has an idea on what a 10 8 round actually looks like, show me, post me a link, please tell me. I don't quite get
1: it. Um, did we see I don't know what
2: 10 0 or... looks like?
1: The punk fight wasn't even 10 8, was it? Uh, yeah, 10-0. one of the no,
0: one of the rounds in the punk fight, I think, got scored at 10 8. I think three. Uh, Michael Jackson, which is hilarious. Michael Mike Truth Jackson beat uh-huh. CM Punk handily um, and showboated through it, but didn't put CM Punk away. I mean, it was so weird to see that on a UFC pay-per-view. Like, look, I know CM Punk is a draw and he has his fans. And, and I was behind CM Punk trying the MMA thing. Like, look, he made a lot of money. He's worked hard his whole life. This was his dream. He's afforded the opportunity of doing that. He he's trained for four years now, though, guys. Four years. And I'm here to tell you I would have had a better fight than CM Punk.
1: Okay. He had no MMA
0: instinct. He's not a real martial artist. It just shows that he he doesn't he hasn't picked up the techniques. Sure, he can throw a punch. Sure, he's got grit, he's got fortitude, and I appreciate that. But at, at best. He's an amateur that should be another amateur sparring partner. Um, He he just had zero place in a professional ring. Mike Jackson, his opponent, has no place really in a professional MMA fight. Yeah. He, at least, however, is a boxer, done a little bit of kickboxing. I've actually seen him live out in Dallas, I believe it was, when I was in Texas for something. Um, And that was a long time ago. What did Um, you think of Dana White's comments about the fight? I, I... i don't disagree dana white though was very down on mike jackson um yeah. but i don't know what else mike was gonna do i don't it's know that mike could have i don't know that mike could have put cm punk away i don't know that mike's good enough to do that yeah i mean it's it's like dana if you want to know whose fault this is it's yours i
2: think when Pokemon, you- someone's gonna destroy him if you will not
1: yeah like mike jackson was taking a selfie while getting his hand raised and how he was acting and like when he had punk down he was looking at he wasn't even looking at punk he was looking at the corner the whole time and maybe he couldn't do anything more than he did but that still makes him bad maybe they told him not to kill him a legitimate fighter would have just boxed with punk knocked him out in the first round right what but but he's not (laughs)
0: and and here's the other thing that you know. When so Punk went for the takedown, to... I think that caught Mike Jackson off guard too, because Mike Jackson is a crap wrestler and crap at jujitsu and and yeah. being on top. He doesn't know a lot of groundwork. Mike's a stand-up fighter and not a great one at that. So what, what was he going to do? He's looking at his corner. Like, uh, what do I do now? And the guy hit the lottery. I mean, you're, you're, this is like literally when poor folks hit the lottery, never had a dime in their lives. How do you expect them to act? Of course, they're going to go buy a giant Cadillac the next day and and go to the casino and go to the strip club like they've been poor their whole lives. They don't know what to no, do with like money. Oh, what I does Mike it. know what I to know what do? I know what
1: you're referring to, and that's offensive.
0: Mike doesn't know what to do with a, a, a pay-per-view fight at UFC being an O and one professional fighter that lost miserably to Mickey Gall just like CM Punk did. Neither of those two guys deserved to be there. Neither of them knew what the hell they were doing. Oh, but wow. look, see, it put, puts asses in
2: seats. So this is a fight of the losers.
1: Yeah. These, both of these like guys
0: the got loot. beat by Gall.
1: Yeah.
2: But I so think. So think it's a finished 15th. Think,
1: yeah. But I think Dana White's <laughs> point was very important to make. Like, both of these guys don't belong in the UFC octagon ever again. However, one of them.
2: But why does he doing
1: that? And the other one just sucks yes but the the Jackson had an opportunity to prove that he could do something and punk was just yeah you expected the worst out of punk and he showed heart and that's great and you go all right keep the gloves off you're done but good for you the other guy it's like you fought some dude off the street who fought like he never had a training session before and you couldn't do anything
0: it's just it's just really a shame though because CM Punk also i think did himself a bit of a disservice by not playing the game more it's like you know what if you're gonna take an ass beating anyway go out there talk shit hype the crowd a little bit let people get into mma and get behind you for their love of the sport you know make a little bit more of a spectacle out of it than he did um and, and it's a shame, and and it didn't fare well. But like, if you look at guys like Herschel Walker did the same thing. He had two fights in strike force, real MMA fights. They were kind of against Tomato Cans, but he won. He went and he did the work. He, he did the time. He learned some real jujitsu. He learned some real MMA striking. I really, you know, and, and I also blame Duke Rufus's camp. I'm not thrilled with Duke Rufus's camp. I think they did a shit job with Pettis. I think they're not helping Tyron Woodley out the, the way that they should right now. Duke Rufus was a great trainer uh, ten years ago. Rosenama Unis had to leave there, and she's with Trevor Whitman now because of whatever went down with her at that camp. And Pat Barry, um, I, I don't know what's going on at Rufus Sport right now, but I don't like it. I don't like the way it's manifesting itself to us out here in the public on the other end of it. Maybe there was something great there at some point in time, but it's gone. Um, and I, I just, I encourage all the fighters that are at Rufus Sport to to find a new home. Go to go to ATA go to Jackson Winkeljohn, um, come out here to LA, go train with Perillo and Big Bear, whatever. But uh, I think I think Rufa Sport is done. I think what they did with with CM Punk is despicable. I think you give Greg Jackson four years with that guy, and he wins that fight last night. It's that simple. I think you know CM Punk is only an avatar for the training at a certain point in time. He's athletic enough, though. I don't know if I consider him a real athlete uh, or a, a premier athlete at 39 years old. And his body's had a lot of wear and tear from wrestling. People people don't really take into account how much stress wrestling can do on your body. And there's ways to hide it and stay in wrestling longer and, and older. But there's no way to hide that from another professional sport that rigorously requires specific things of your body. <laughs> and that some of which CM Punk's body may never be able to accomplish but
2: you're on the road eating trash and then having to constantly work out to get rid of that trash keep your body in shape so you're constantly doing shit to your body that's good up and down up and down up and down yeah that shit, i mean when you get to a certain age it's like a fucking ton of breaks
0: yeah and and CM Punk just you know just wasn't there but again i think that uh i think that different coaching a different environment a different uh attitude and take towards the whole thing could have produced something uh far more credible than what CM Punk did. Anyway, humiliating. I, I think Dana Wright is correct to be embarrassed. I don't know that his uh venom towards Mike Jackson was warranted, but that also proves even more why Mike Jackson should have done exactly what he did. Um, try to garner himself a little something out of it. He's an MMA journalist as well. Um, and he's the the I think photographer, main photographer for LFA. Mm. Anyway, you know,
1: oh, yeah. He, okay.
0: It's his it's it was his one big shot at at the big time and he'll be known for it for the rest of his life.
1: So why not showboat a little bit, you know, but
2: when he can he make should... a big
1: little. It's embarrassing to go up against a guy like CM Punk and have a go to a decision. I
2: not don't disagree him, with that, but it up. did.
0: And I don't know that I don't know that it was ever not going to. And I don't know that he did the best that he could with it. But I think he thought he was doing the best that he could with it. So what are you yeah, going to say? I think,
1: he's, I think he's dumb, but yeah.
2: Yeah, well, he's a fine. Boxers who have been fed pure garbage, whereas these two are pretty much on the same level of garbage. Well, There's
0: I mean, the whole point was they couldn't find it. And
2: it's come to a decision.
0: They couldn't find anyone more garbage to feed CM Punk to than this guy. James I mean, El-Sort. the whole point was, yeah, well, oh,
2: Michael Dexon fucking beat him. Ellsworth would beat one him of those guys. guys. Down the car park. <laughs> yeah. Corey Graves will fight him. He just, you can't fucking choke him out. He's got no chin. Mm. So well, who all we
0: got? In. Who all we got in the chat room? Byron, we got we Rebecca, Rebecca Paul. She said something
1: like, "No, I, you know, that's knew I liked Justin for a reason." Chuck B, fan. Uh,
0: uh, racist fan. Is racist fan. Racist. Cross. Probably Cross. He That's Anybody see
1: you again.
0: I agree with good. everything that Paul Cross says. CM Punk is say? an
1: athlete, but he like he's an athlete. <laughs> he's not a fighter.
0: I don't know that he he's an athlete. I don't know that he's an
2: athlete. There are different types of athletes. Let's just put it that way. I could be quite a good athlete in certain sports right now. No, but but I'm
0: not saying that he that he's not athletic but I don't think that he's an athlete. And the difference with an athlete is, there's a certain level of competition, strategy, playing to win yeah. that I don't know that CM Punk was ever exposed to. I mean, there's that that you know, wrestler's mentality of being an athlete. And I believe in the UFC that there's, there's athletes and then there's fighters and they are yeah. a different breed too. And then there's martial artists. I think that there's three types of fighters you get in the UFC, athletes, fighters, and martial artists. Um, And they are all very, very different personas. And each one of those things can be successful, though. I find that the athletes in the UFC, um, they have a lot of trouble staying at the top. These are the guys that once they finally get there and they've gotten the belt or they've gotten to a certain level, really fade fast because they don't have it in their heart after they've reached their goal. Like I think Weidman was that I yeah. think Johnny Hendricks was like that. A lot of these guys that were guaranteed bonafide, great athletes. I even think Ryan Bader has been like that to a certain extent. Um, those guys are athletes. They're not, Fighters, though, they don't have that fighter mentality where they feel like they have to scrap and fight for everything they get in their lives. They feel like if they train hard, work hard, they get what they deserve. And then once those guys have kids or settle down a little bit and they've got the house and the, the house note and the car payment, they don't fight the same way. They just don't. They look at it differently. They don't want to get all beat up in their faces. They're not crazy fighters
2: anymore. And then you got we have something less dangerous. Yeah, but in football, soccer, we have Brazilian footballers. Now, Brazilians, as you probably guess, you know, every loves Brazil playing football. When those guys get to, like, 24, 25, not only have they been playing in big, you know, physical, it's quite physical, from 16 years old, maybe 15 years old, in the first team, they're made. They've come to Europe. They're paying. They've gone from, like, nothing They've got millions of dollars. Their entire family is now set. They don't need to kill themselves. And you always see them drop off. There's, hard, there's only a few Brazilians who've stayed at the top level.
0: Yeah, because they get the money and they're good.
2: In the modern era. Ronaldinho was the best. He's 26 and he just started going downhill.
0: Well, there's a lot of fighters that are like that too. I mean, I think Rafael yeah. dos Anjos' lost last night. is like that. I mean, I don't know. It's It's... It's weird because the the simple fact of the matter is to get to the top, you have to have a certain amount of drive. And it doesn't necessarily matter how that manifests itself. People can hate on Colby Covington all they want right now. And I don't think he's necessarily even good at being a heel, but he's at the top of the heel game across the board right now because he has more drive. He doesn't break character. Even last night when he's on doing commentary uh, going back and forth with the desk guys at UFC or doing the post-fight press conference. He didn't break character. And we know that it's an act to a certain extent, but he, 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 he kayfabed it all the way through. And I don't think there's any reason for it other than the fact that he has a high level of determination right now as a person, as an individual. I think Conor McGregor did that. I think a lot of these guys do that. You can there are ways where you can will yourself to the top. You still have to have a certain amount of basic ability. You have to have a certain amount of performance. But the other thing is you got guys like Kamara Usman who are great, but he's not getting to the top because he doesn't know how to push himself. He doesn't have the same level of determination. Um, I don't know. And, and it's the same in wrestling, too. I think you see guys um, like Kevin Cross is getting over world round because of his level of determination. Mm-hmm. Are there guys out there that are equally tough uh, with a great look and, and style as Kevin that could probably be at the same spot he's at right now after a few years. Sure. But they, at the same time, they can't be because they don't have the level of determination that he has. They don't have the same kind of drive. They don't go outside of their way to make their own videos and t-shirts and talk to fans and get on podcasts and stuff like that. There's ways to put yourself over like, like, I'm sorry, but look at A.R. Fox. Dear Lord, A.R. Fox right Uh, now, if he had started using social media two years ago, he'd be where Shane Strickland is right now. But he's not. He's absolutely 100% not. People do not know who A.R. Fox is, and it's his own fault. You know, A.R.
1: Fox is the man, though.
0: Yeah, well, if he's the man, he should win the belt and go to the White House and put it on Trump's desk.
1: I don't think he can get, like, DOD clearance to go to the White House. You're, you're missing my point, though. It's not about specifically
0: doing that. It's about knowing when to put yourself over. It's about knowing how to entertain fans, how to how to put together a presentation that makes you something that people care about. Yeah. Even if you hate Colby Covington, like, come on, look at our DM. Is there any reason why Jim Velasco should know or care anything about Colby Covington whatsoever at all in Very any cheesy. fashion? There's no, there's no reason at all for Jim Velasco to care anything about Colby Covington. Jim is more successful at life as a person. Everything in his life is great compared to Colby Covington. Yet Colby Covington had Jim fucking pissed
1: yesterday. I Did mean, he know, had Jim super
0: tea and angry this morning work out today?
1: maybe that's why he's so bad in that because yeah. he you, he works out every day and if he didn't hit the gym i could see him being a little bit cranky um,
2: that's
0: uh, funny that right when i started talking about cross is exactly when he started retweeting
1: us <laughs> so weird
2: yeah. For, okay not, let's talk weird, though, about this shit right knows, now
1: triple a they had some show and they had a hashtag and it wasn't as easy as our hashtag. Melissa What's v- our hashtag? Melissa V. Singor should go on a date with Byron if she psycho wants to, to discuss all things MMM show. Um, so I couldn't get in on the conversation for their show. A lot of cool stuff happened. However, uh, can what we was talk the about hashtag for their show? Escalando Velasco. What? what? What me?
2: Fuck, it's fuck psycho clone. <laughs> <Psycho. laughs> no.
1: That's offensive. Um,
2: if he fucking. But
1: here's the thing, Vampiro retired again. Lucha blog is just. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh,
2: he's working overtime. He retire. didn't retire. He was retired. He was retired. He was retired. He was Vampiro retired.
1: Is doing a retirement gimmick, and then Cross posted a no, no, still no. from the show oh, I'm saying, it's cross "I will back Thursday, whatever," to the time I had to check Vampiro's pulse. And it was right after he side-o'd him. Jesus Christ. Cross yeah. murdered a living Canadian vampire.
0: Slash legend hero. Slash legend. I love
1: vampiro. Mad respect. Cross I love the,
2: the vampire player. <laughs> you nearly got that. You nearly got Kevin Cross's head on Buffy's body. Red week. Um. What?
1: No, but Kevin Cross, Kevin Cross is awesome in AAA right now. But I think that's big news. Like he dropped Vampiro on his head, and Vampiro's like, my doctor said, Hey, you should cut this out and not get dropped on your head anymore.
2: Well, which means Cross is gonna lose to Vampiro
1: Cross is gonna get the belt from double J and then job it to vampire.
0: Okay, well, let's let's talk about this show because there were a few yeah. interesting things. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the Promo spot with Whovi and Vampiro. What the ever-living fuck. That was the point in time when I was just like, oh, wow. Triple A went back to this already. That was great. Whovi's like, I think that was not my
1: segment. that's so good
0: no i mean but do you think that i I almost feel like that was a rib in the back by by conan and maybe even conan and vampiro of like hey if we do this people will think we're still like just doing the same shit triple a crap that we always do and then then we can swerve them with something more interesting and better like it it i hated it i hated it so much I was like, I can't believe they're ruining this mad angle already. Hoovy looks weak. This whole thing looks stupid. Vampiro's putting himself over. But then I realized, by the time it was over, that that was the perfect setup for me to not expect everything else that happened. And if that was done intentionally, that's bloody brilliant.
2: Wasn't that on the undershow? Do Do they do like like, a weird...
1: Do they do do, like a two-step story? That not just like a swerve like what were you saying me like
0: yeah it was it was right after the second match or first match or so it was early
2: yeah because what what really confused me was like they had the introduction and then they had the introductions again and they played a video package later on so it was almost like this was an undercard undercard bit
0: really weird well and i don't know because i'm watching the whole thing on twitch um
2: Sunday's finish. Yeah.
0: And I don't even know how this event's getting broken up for TV. If this was just a standalone event to be the way it is, or if it was getting broken up as a TV taping. I never know that stuff with AAA because I never watch their actual uh broadcast feed stuff. You know, and they have weird syndication deals where the show airs all at strange times. Like they're they're as hard to follow as Ring. They of Honor had time. day.
2: Yeah, they they had to the show like which wasn't like at all the big names there, but that was shown on some Mexican TV show uh, TV station. All right. So um, Mexican. Maybe Let's literally easy.
0: <laughs> You're hilarious, Byron.
2: So
0: <laughs> anyway, I just, uh, I found that segment to be irritatingly uh, bad. Triple a, in their standard bad triple a form and i was a little mad i was like oh i want who to get over but if this is what he, they're gonna do and i thought that who was kind of overplaying it and vamp was overplaying it and the crowd was buying into it and i was mad at them i was just like what is what is happening how did this all go to shit now once again though the opening match straight fire don't know who's booking these things how it's happening but uh holy shit
1: that's what they're doing the thing that w, that Nitro used to do back in the day. You just put a bunch of crazy guys who do a bunch of crazy stuff and you tell them ah, it's better the than
0: wall. the Nitro stuff though because they were trying nice. to still agent the Nitro stuff and kind of, I don't know, push those guys in certain directions or sometimes they would try to have a purpose to the match other than a good match. this I i, I don't know what it is, but there's something about those matches that just
1: feels yeah. great. Um. I mean, the replay can't even keep up with the match. It's just so, just so. Oh, um. well. Triple
0: A replays are are infamously not worth watching.
2: <laughs> just wait for someone to gif it. Well, it.
0: Well, yeah, and typically, whenever AAA does finally show a replay, it's like I don't know, in the middle of a, an Apequestis reveal where someone's getting demasked or something ridiculous. Like it's, it's never at the right time, anyway.
2: <laughs> We're not mentioning demasking
1: oh god shouldn't we is it it was a, it was a thing every single match they're ripping off their masks like psycho clown got his mask ripped off and he just had a, a, a legit mask match. like you could have a match like you can have you can have a mask match where you get a payday for losing your mask or you could just have a regular match and a guy can rip it off or well, even when you win the match and you don't get a payday. Like that's the opposite of what you do as a wrestler. As a wrestler, you should find a way to maximize the money you make off of everything that you do. Yeah, put yourself over. But don't take your mask off in a regular match for free. Uh you know, they've been doing that forever and guys We're half saying. covering their faces. Yeah. I don't know. It just and like sometimes you get to tear a little bit. There's that. And I get like if you want to bleed and you wear a mask, you got to do something. But it's like every single match, they were ripping the mask off. Was there a match where a mm, guy, you know, that was New Japan, where Desperado in the Super Juniors, he had his mask stolen. And then, but he had long hair. So his hair covered his face. And then he won the match somehow. And then he went under the ring and found uh, a good mask, like his mask the second one, and put it on immediately. It was weird.
2: But isn't in Lucha Libre, isn't it like end of the match? When someone takes the mask off, that's it. Typically. They just cut it. Disqualification. Yeah, I mean, it up. Yeah.
0: Guys get their masks yanked all the time and they cover up, or you get little glimpses of them. I mean, they want that to happen. Um, It'll
2: be funny, but we've all seen see Phantasma's face.
1: I barely know what he looks like, though. I'm Maybe sure I don't. Have. I'm sure you've seen more. That's why the statue in the background. Hey, Mif, I've, I've got right. a question for you. What do you think about
0: uh, La Hydra's wrestling? Ooh,
2: best best thing ever.
1: <laughs> the wrestling? You're better than yeah. or just her?
2: Just everything about her.
1: Well. She
2: actually um, looked pretty decent Marco. in her,
0: her match at uh, Verano. As can I say that right? Verano de Escalante? Scandalo.
2: escandalo. I
0: can't. I can't say. I can't yeah. say. Just, regular just
2: say Scandalo. Scandalo. No, yeah, Mark, Mark has offered to try Verano
1: and get de Escandalo. Yes. <laughs> um, Calm down, I know, I that's, Lucha. A, that's a very famous accent. My tejano. tejano Tejano. <sighs> um
0: no but uh, look uh, i'm I'm not trying to diss on your girl but this was one of the first times where i was just like yeah she looks really good in this match i thought she i thought i thought yeah, that, she, that that whole match was actually really good which uh what uh mamba Pimpinella, uh black danger shawnee and hydra right I think I missed somebody, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, it was Kira?
2: Good. Kira? Was that the lady Kira. The yeah,
0: new Kira one? was yeah, well, whatever, you know. <laughs> anyway, I thought I, I thought that was decent. Um, and then the you know, actual mad match. Um yeah. I knew I felt like something bigger was coming because of where they put this match in the card at first. I was like, I saw the Hoovy segment come really early with vamp. Then I saw where they were placing this match. And I was like, Oh man, their heat's gone. They're not getting the rub on anything. This sucks. Um, so I was at first I was kind of bummed, but then, uh, the addition of Tejano with Hoovy and cross, uh, actually worked and didn't feel as baffling as when it was announced. Um, and then, uh, The match was good you know and uh i feel bad for pagano because cross did very bad evil things to him like threw him off the top rope through a table that did not look like it wanted to break but broke anyway
2: He he was definitely killing people that day yeah
0: yeah i think this was also a better use of of cross specifically than the match uh that he had had previous to this one um where the work rate didn't have the kind of flow that I, that I think it should have. I think that this was a better use of him. I think he's either going to be better in singles um, where he can actually build some, some psychology behind the stories or trios matches. I don't know that tag matches is a good spot for, for him with what they're presenting. Um, That's just my opinion though. I thought that he looked really good here. Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, it was a little weird. Uh, you were wondering last time we were talking about Teddy Hart, about how it seems they're shoehorning.
0: I think Teddy like Hart's tehano. still coming around, but he just – the, his, his dates were messed up.
2: But, like, why – they? They, they did tehano mention him in him? one of the
1: – Like, it was impressive that they addressed that Tejano and Cross didn't like each other, but now they're cool. And Cross shook his hand and made – Yeah, but to but as long storylines, there. Bob. Well, I
0: think, I think that Cross supports anything that is destabilizing the system. And I think that right now he believes that Tejano is on the side of destabilization. And if Tejano uh, crosses back over to being a company man, uh, I think Cross will put him back in line. Yeah. I think that's just kind of how that's going to, to work in general. I think that it's uh, the enemy of my enemy.
1: Yeah, I, I think I agree, though, that I do want to see I was left wanting to see cross on his own a lot more.
0: I don't know, though, because Hoovy looked great, too, with the the frog splash and his elbow and
1: oh yeah. oh um, the elbow tag together. Then, well, you know, I, you can do the brawls together. But
0: again, I think I don't know. I think this was a great, a great style of, of work for them, too, because it did leave you wanting more. It left you yeah. in a spot where you're like, hey, what's going on? um and say what you want about pagano but the guy bumps and and yeah. i like his bumps and he seems to get up from his bumps when they're done for the most part so like kudos to pagano
2: After the i was bad, though, like he's so good in terms of presentation everything about him is like you want to love him what pagano and then he kind of stumbles around the ring. Well, he yeah. And then he'll have one of those. His attitude drama, and the music. I think everything, everything in terms of a, a present presentation of the person character is great. They, yeah. Well the, the, the,
0: the, the problem, uh, well, the problem. Well, I think one of the problems with AAA is um, anytime they have something that presents itself as great, even in a portion, they end up having to overuse it the roster just doesn't stay deep enough right now for them to, to do more than that. Um, which is a shame. And I think that Pagano's actually been a victim of that. So, you know, but there's ways I to avoid no that. And, and I feel like bringing these guys in that they're bringing in right now, um, and spending a little bit of money. Cause obviously triple a is spending some money to make these things happen. Um, probably at the behest of Conan that, uh, well,
2: I will say one thing. Um, Marco pointed this out to me. I didn't know if you guys knew this, but WWE is now going to be on a free channel in Mexico. Interesting. So, so it's going to be on free TV. So, so it's getting, guys- like kind, kind, of like here we have satellite and it's on the sports like net like package.
1: So let's it's talk not about like that. In,
2: like the same packages <laughs> that you play. So because... I think that is a big thing why this whole thing's blew up.
0: Yeah, I know, mean...
2: They, they've got... A, all the guys in Mexico have now got a fight against the WWE invading. Because, I mean, WWE invaded here, really, in the early 90s. We were dying off anyway in the UK because it ridiculously stupid. But... But that's what they all should be doing.
0: And that's, that's what it feels like the whole pro wrestling business is doing in general. They're girding up their loins um and, and reinforcing the lines for protection against wwe i don't think anyone's trying to yeah. fight wwe or go toe-to-toe with them but uh certainly triple a doesn't want to lose Take any it. ground to yeah. wwe <coughs> wwe <laughs>
2: so uh, if everybody uh, can yeah. share money so
1: well it's just what we what you said about them now being on free tv in in mexico it's um you know, they just debuted La Sombra, who everyone down there knows. And they're they're using them strong um, so far. And then there's always, you know, Del Rio is always just one signature on a contract away from popping back in. And Ray um, is Ray. negotiating to do a part-time thing. Like, they could make um, a couple of deals and have a very strong, um, you know, uh, contingent of luchadors. Mm-hmm. i'm not counting all the all the great ones they have in 205 like grand uh M- M- yeah i mean they already have enough in 205 but they don't use it but they yeah. might have something they, they they they've, they've got
2: use. enough they've got enough luchadors to kind of get get the interest you just or, need a few segments I mean,
1: on their on their big shows yeah,
2: right i mean I'm not but like WWE's gonna be big in mexico anyway it's just big everywhere it's big in japan Even the you know you'd say japanese wrestling is big
0: yeah but so, wwe you know is, i mean
2: people still, still going to free tv everybody can get that you know
0: well um all right so let's talk a little bit more about uh that that triple a it's not a, i don't know you can't call it a paper Mief, did you see
2: as
1: bare ass it
2: well, did happen
0: Wait, we'll get there. We'll get there. Because I want to talk about the uh wasn't the 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 Darby Allen Australian Suicide match before that? Yeah with Drago, Aerostar, Sammy G. Sammy G, uh some guy didn't know, I think, and Aerostar went over. Okay. This match was weird, but I really liked it. It was a little sloppy. Um, it wasn't quite the platform I wanted to see for Sammy G, but I thought that he did okay. Um, I thought that Darby Allen had way too many spots, but did Drago get hurt? Yeah. He, it he looked did, like he got um, pulled out in the middle of the match. Shouldered. and I saw somebody walk yeah. to the back, and it looked like it changed what the finish was going to be, and these guys had a little trouble communicating it and working it out, so Aerostar just kind of made it happen.
1: <laughs> he got hurt yeah, during so Sammy Drago G's rest, has,
2: didn't he? Um, When he, Sammy G went over the top, he cut, he went and put his arms up.
1: Yeah, he took like two dives from so, Sammy G, and so he like, was done uh, the second one.
2: Sammy G on the second one didn't really connect too much with the body. It was more like when Drago put his arms up to like get him. And if I remember correctly, it's a dislocated shoulder or like a disc, a vault a bone in the collarbone area.
0: Nah. So is he out for a while, or is that uh, something that
2: um, I won't say that bit? But he's he got injured, and that's why they took him out the back. So it, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, better to just get him out there because you know if he stays around, he'll try to do some of the finish and hurt himself even worse. So better, better mm. to drag his ass the fuck out.
2: Oh, yeah, he, knew, he knew straight away. I mean, it was like instant, like mm. boom, straight out the back. Um,
0: that's well. And then, um, then we got the, the swerve <laughs> swerve. Number one of, uh, the masked man coming out that, uh, everyone thought was going to be Conan. Um, though it was a great telegraph when cross comes out holding the guitar because instantly right yeah. there. And then the fact that, you know, Hugo yeah. was talking about Conan, made it obvious the second that they came out that it wasn't going to be Conan, but that's fine because I still didn't know who it was going to be. You knew it wasn't Conan; He was too thin. Well, exactly. But I liked, I liked the way they did the whole setup. Yeah. Basically telegraphing it a little bit. It was very old school wrestling, very much something that the youngest or oldest fan could get behind. Um, and then the reveal is double J Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm. I
0: was not I was not mad at that again Um, do I think that Jeff Jarrett deserves it not necessarily but look AAA has to take who they have access to Jeff Jarrett's a hall of famer now it's going to bring a little bit of interest back in his last performance he was a complete drunken idiot so
1: (laughs) yeah I mean it, it it is something that will get people talking about the show and I do think that they have people that should be in the championship picture that they haven't put there yet. So I think it helps like whoever takes the title off of him. Uh, but this is
0: what I want out of Jared too. If he's going to do something, God, let him be in a faction, um, let it be a faction that's growing. So if they need to minimize him or if he has to disappear altogether, it's not going to destroy storylines. It's it's part of what AAA has a problem with. They start building a feud or a storyline and then something doesn't go the way they needed to backstage. And then all of a sudden the whole thing is just dropped or doesn't make any sense. That's
1: it. That's a Jeff Jarrett thing. Like he constantly, or he has a history of coming into AAA and then setting up a big program. Like I think he even did something with Hulk Hogan where he put Hulk Hogan in a hospital over you know attacking him and then something happened and he left the company before he had to put him over
0: right but then this is perfect because he can be written in and out easily i mean we're seeing that with teddy hart teddy hart was a massive part of that debut and we haven't seen him again since and it hasn't really hurt the storyline as long as you have uh, as long as they don't dick around cross again as long as you have Cross there and and hoovi anchoring it um it's fine and and you know, I didn't mind Jeff Jarrett being there. Now we'll talk about this in a second, but Jeff Jarrett in the headlining event, which is what kind of happened here. He inserts himself into the main event, which is funny because, you know, three or four weeks before when they announced the card, they had telegraphed. There was going to be a mystery guest. And then AAA is so discombobulated and disorganized that when they then told us a week later that there was not going to be a mystery guest in that headlining event, We all were just like, oh, yeah, that's typical AAA. The card changed a bunch of times. And then basically they just put it back to being exactly what it had already been announced to being. (laughs) Um, Oh, it's just funny to me because it's typical AAA nonsense. Yeah. But it's working for them. This is where the nonsense is working.
1: Um, I got to be honest. I fell asleep in the main event whenever Triple or whenever Double J started doing stuff.
0: All right. Well, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about...
1: um, 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 Eo Del Fantasma's butt. Did we? What? No. Let's talk about the post-match shenanigans. Where uh, who was? It was Sammy and who else got in a fight? Which match? The, the, the big tag match. Uh, not the tag. Sorry, everything I'm saying is wrong. Yeah. The the one with all the. The little guys in it. The Drago got hurt. Oh. That was a shoot. The afterwards? I don't know. Afterwards. I don't know if it was a shoot.
0: It looked sloppy like a shoot. You don't think? I don't know. Well, I mean, but a lot of that was Aerostar
1: and, and Sammy G. You think they have heat? I could see Sammy G getting hot. I don't know if Aerostar would get mad or get
2: anyone mad yeah, maybe so he was in, remember, remind you of that kid it was video. a weird pinfall
1: it was a super weird three count
0: i think it was more mm-hmm. them pretending to have heat and more trying to discuss like if they botched the finish or not because of the drago thing okay. i think it just fell apart because it wasn't supposed to i don't think the finish was supposed to be that way and they had to write it on the spot i don't like think it
1: ref, was i didn't know he was counting 3
0: yeah i don't know that it was a major uh, botch at that point you know or, or major heat at that point I think it was just all a product of the botch you know um, yeah. so when did the lights go out Mief? was that before the, the cage phantasma
2: no. so you had the, the when they started and you had the whole psycho clown attack phantasma so phantasma started so it became cage phantasma and rare scorpion yeah versus um psycho clown was it felino
0: extreme tiger
2: um, extreme tiger, it. It was Black um, tiger
1: no it was extreme tiger. There wasn't there or, or uh, laredo violence.
2: the elevator kid
0: laredo kid right it's laredo kid extreme tiger yeah. and
2: psycho two minutes three minutes into the match there was a little bit of like you know the kicking, r- r- rolling around, and the three-on-one attacks, and then the lights went out, which actually made it. It actually looked really well because it was the right time of night.
0: It was so just at like dusk, it was... so it was still lit enough that you could see, and then they started getting yeah. some work oh, lights on.
2: Hold on, Justin, yeah. When did you
1: change the YouTube title of the show? Did you change it mid-show? Uh, no. Hours Did you ago, know we were going to talk about that before the show.
0: Uh, Was it- yeah, put the or Polycross else I would have named so the show fast. that I wasn't gonna. Ma-
1: <laughs> oh, I thought maybe like you're getting a oh, black danger, yeah, Polycross. I thought you were so into the conversation, you're like, this is a good title for the show, and went back and edited the broadcast.
0: No, I, I just changed it, I put it to that a while ago. Um, okay, yeah, so anyway, in- no, the, the lights went out. I mean, it was ridiculous it was like it's like this is a major show with a bunch of stars right now we're getting towards the big part of the card and it, it was just this comical weird thing and the 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 uh, god bless the talent they did great with it they kind of went with it and, you know they kind of like oh shit is this, this a show must go on moment or did we wait for the lights to come back up and then they just went for it and and it worked but it was crazy it was weird I mean, when have you ever yeah, seen it, it? It was cool, yeah. A show on this <laughs> level where
1: all the house lights go out—like, fuck! It was an action. You could still see the action, um, and something I'm, I'm gonna want to talk about later with Jericho. The, the crowd at the, don't they? It gave everything a unique look and feel and atmosphere, and it all stood out. Mm. You know, made it look special.
2: And the action it, wasn't too ne- uh, negatively. Affected by it was it. There was little bits saying you know you couldn't do, but they still got the whole tag team match falling apart. In well, I mean
0: the the match falling apart wasn't without reason for it falling apart.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. I mean I don't know. I here here here's the thing. I feel bad for Phantasma. Is he getting the treatment that Penta used to get in AAA? No. Oh. yes. How
2: does he get himself He's out the, of that? I, the thing is for me, like, regardless of, you know, joking aside, the reason I support him and put my money like where that is mouth is on that one he has, I'm sure you put attributes. your
1: mouth in a lot of places
2: yeah. ah. he has all the attributes. Is that
1: why, is that why the man can in back is turned around? Cause you can't see where it's been boring down.
2: I can't look at it with shame.
1: Water <laughs> um, erosion. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Okay. No, tell, tell, tell us the but real the, deal. Yeah. So
2: and, and for those who the, don't, the don't
0: know, Fanta, Mifloaf is a, is a very big uh, supporter of Huo Del Fantasma Cuerno, uh, his, his, various gimmicks uh he's bought masks he supports the guy um he's he's a legit fan of the guy and we feel bad because the guy's not uh always in the best position so go ahead tell us what you're saying yeah
2: so in terms of physique he's in good shape you know when he when he's ripped because i think he's had a bit of a at the minute but um but the um he he talks perfect english so you can use him as your worldwide ambassador, which they do do to every time they've got a big event on. Wait, he speaks the perfect English. Their, he speaks better English than I do.
0: Well, then shit, we should have him on Mmm Show. He Fantasma, be- get at me. What's up, dude? Let's have you on the show. We'll talk about this for real.
2: And he, so he's he, he's the guy they take to all these events when they're doing like you know big publicity events. He's the guy they get on stage. He's the guy they had squaring up to Jeff Jarrett when this whole impact thing was going down before, when it was impact and Jeff Jarrett came in and said, I want to take your mask and all this crap. So they
1: know what happened.
2: Phantasma was the guy they put directly in the line of that. And uh, well, I think for me, it all comes down to the Tejano feud. So that was all set pretty much for triple mania this year. The big, you know, but they, Pulled the the, blow they pulled it too early for me. They pulled the the go on it too early. So therefore, it with all the shows they do, by the time you get to Triple Mania, who wants to watch it again?
0: Right, it's bound to fizzle. And
2: then the match they put them in the first time round, because again, you know, I talk to people. Him and Tejano were gonna put on this really good match in the cage, and it was gonna be Gloriously bloody because Phantasma purposely wore all white.
1: Yeah, for that reason, you know, you he know, so to show up all to the ring.
2: Yeah, so they had that, and you could legitimately, match. at the end of that match, they lose their shit. Then do this match, and then I, th- I think that's when you have lots of interference coming, and the whole Bengala spitting water at Tejano gets a disqualification because the the, Bengal has been injured, um, bless him, and um, be a part of the feud as well, I think, and that was going to keep it going to Triple Mania, maybe, or at least something was going to, was were going to go in in a match on the time. So therefore, fast forward to, oh God, but they, they had the hair versus mask match, and even in that, Shenanigans, and it wasn't the big one they were planning because all the shit went on before, which meant these guys what had fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Yeah. Because they even cut out, they stopped the tr- transmission when Tejano was having his haircut. Which is yeah. So amazing. he was pissed. He That's and great. you, you know that he went. Cause you you know we all saw the aftermath in like certain things that were coming out. Was the argument that he had with uh, Vampiro What things were coming out of him? <laughs> popcorn, popcorn, popcorn. Out of his
1: eyeballs. Yeah, yeah.
2: But the whole thing is going to be the feud, and I, for every reason, they kept on pulling, like, from the guys and what they put across. They weren't giving them the the what's the word for it, artistic. Um, it, like you know, they weren't letting them and put on the show that they knew they could put on.
0: Well, look if he if if Fantasma speaks was, you know, if Fantasma speaks perfect tongue. English, he just needs to get the belt. They need to put the belt on him, let him be an international stu- superstar, let him you know come to the states and uh, show up at the White House and put the belt on Trump's desk.
2: <laughs> well, the thing is though, like this is this this is what I mean. Like in terms of if you look at a wrestler and you go, I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put build my company around somebody. For me, Phantasma is a perfect example because he's bilingual. He's got the look. I mean, Jesus Christ, have you seen the girls go nuts for him? You know what I mean? That sells tickets and merchandise. Look, I believe That's we've even guy. seen
0: some of the boys go nuts for him.
2: Yeah. Jim, Jim Velasco, massive, <laughs> massive Phantasma fan. But you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he, you put him on the top of your card, you put a belt on him. And he can do everything for you. He's a great ambassador in terms of, as a human being. He's a, like you know, he, he says all the right things publicly, and he acts the way publicly. He's got all yeah, the fan base, yeah. like you know. Yeah. I'm
0: Look, so, I think I think the moral of the story is he's got to come on MMM show. Uh, we'll give him the rub. You've seen what happens. Did. You've seen what happens to talent when they come on this show and they and then they get the rub um and and some people you you haven't even seen the rub that they're gonna get yet but you'll see it and it, it's not bad for your career if you come on mmm show it's just that simple
1: we get you know? to hang out we, we like to have a good time with our friends
0: look at what's going on with with cross right now he was one of our very first guests and uh he's he's clearly over right now you know yeah. there's there's a few of them famous b i think he's gotten over i mean i expected huge things out of paul london now that he's been on the show
1: yeah, he might finally go somewhere after he talked to us. You
0: know, that Eric Van Wagner guy, like he did our show and then clearly he made something out of himself after that.
1: He got a whole nother show and after he, he to show. us.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we, we we got that guy to be able to jump from just a wrestling show on L Rey over to a big time fighting show now with the contender. I mean we have
1: upwards of eight people watching us live right now on us look Sunday. Chris Roach Chris
0: Roach did our show and he was just you know second fiddle he to Krista Joseph and then all of a sudden he he's got like three versions of Big Brother on the air and a major motion picture that he wrote I and mean a baby I think I think it's it's clear yeah. you know <sighs> Plus, if you need to get married or hooked up, like Carmen Perez came on this show, and the next thing you know, we're getting her married off. She lives in another country now. She's getting to travel the
1: world. Like we're just Wait, I'm on the show. I don't get that kind of rub.
2: Who, who didn't we help though? That's the question. Who didn't we help? Byron. <laughs> Byron. <laughs> who, who?
0: Yeah. Clearly, it was Byron. I was
2: now living in hell.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: But yeah, I like they fuck them, and this. I, we'll not talk. About, we'll not. We'll not talk about the not not the people, not them, not the people you just listed. Jesus Christ, but it, we'll talk about the press conference later.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll get to the press conference. So stuff, yeah. Let me, yeah, let's get to the main the the the, the match, the hair versus hair or whatever match uh, was good. Like yeah. I had no problem with it. It felt like a, a, a very good version of a standard AAA match, but it felt like it had some meaning. Um, I had no no issue with it. And then, um, and the lights were finally back on. Too uh, were they? At, were they on the beginning of that match? It came. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the end of, not, the okay. end of the Phantasma match was back in light. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, uh, it, we get to the the, feud. the new triple threat match for the AAA Mega Championship. Not to be confused with any regular championship. This one is mega. It's a mega championship. Um I had some issues with this. The end the end I was fine with, but um I just don't I don't understand quite what all the stalling was at the beginning. Like a little bit of stalling I get the build up, but the way that they were trying to tell the story it felt like these three just didn't sit down in the back long enough and work out something good for the beginning or or whoever was agenting this thing didn't push them enough but I feel like there was a really missed opportunity to have, uh, Ray and Wagner show out a little bit at the beginning of this match, like show us why they're two of the best ever, regardless of where the angle's going or the Jeff Jarrett thing. It's like, you guys are back in your home. This is, this is the moment. Like show us a little something.
2: I think it took them 10 minutes to actually decide, you know what we can do? If I go this way around the ring and you go that way around the ring, we can catch him. I, I think that's like a I, whole 10 minutes of stalling before they realized that. I,
0: I really believe that part of the problem here was that, um, Ray let Wagner call the match. I hmm. think he was letting Wagner decide what was going on. And I think Wagner was not happy about this match. So he basically didn't call for shit. <laughs> I feel like that was what was going on. And then once Jarrett got out there and and I think Jarrett saw what was happening, I think Jarrett sadly took over and started trying to make anything happen um, to get to them to, to their finish. But I, I sadly feel like for some reason, and you know how AAA is, man, something in the back happens, rubs one guy the wrong way they don't really lay out the matches as in depth as like a WWE or, or even a TNA or someplace else. Um, you know, they leave it to the boys to, to lay out the matches. And a lot of times in, in Lucha Libre, that happens on the spot. You know, you get two guys like Aerostar and Drago doing it. They're going to lay out some fire. Almost every time you get guys that have been around for a long time, like Ray and Wagner and Jarrett, eh, maybe they lay out zero for you. (laughs) Like this ran, run around the ring patty cake bullshit.
2: <laughs>
1: I
0: mean, what the fuck was that? Well,
2: Wagner quit after the show.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Gone. He's gone to CMLL, which is hilarious because, you know, he's just gone next door for a cup of tea, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it seems to be quite a it'll bit. Of ra-
2: well, don't worry, will be around mowing lawn for him later. So, you yeah. know.
0: Which I think is a big loss uh, for AAA. I mean, I liked having him as part of these programs, but, you know, a guy like Wagner might be looking at it. Uh, uh, differently is you know they're bringing all these other guys in right now and Conan's there and, and Conan's giving all these other dudes the rub uh, I don't think it would have taken much for Wagner to keep his spot and have a good spot but I do think it would have required him to suck it up for a couple of events um, and then you know prove his worth as the mm-hmm. opposition to all this other craziness that's going on you
2: know if someone tells you you're dropping the belt to Jeff Jarrett, you just I get it. Up on life. I get it. But you know,
0: yes, being the Diamond Dallas Page of A is not necessarily what he desires. But you always still need that one Diamond Dallas Page guy that's on the outside, that's above all the other storylines. That's mm-hmm. you know, just doesn't doesn't right. bow down to all the other storylines. I th- think Ray could have or uh, Wagner could have easily been that guy.
2: I'm going to have to take a moment here. Because I know, and I'm looking directly into the camera, that Conan or Climb Rocker, whoever, listens to this. Do not have Jeff Jarrett lay down in the fucking ring with a finger punch—a finger punch of death, finger punch of death. It's Do finger not poke let of it happen, doom,
1: you motherfucker.
2: It's bullshit. That's what it is. And do not let it fucking happen. Jared was a part of that. He God.
1: was the Bash of the Beach with Hogan.
0: There, uh, look, look, if the finger poke of Doom oh. comes from, from Cross <laughs> and the belt goes on Cross or Hoovy, I'd be fine with that. Yeah.
2: But, oh, but if Cross does part. it, he's actually gonna poke a hole in your chest and like burrow through your chest with a fingernail.
0: Well yeah, he'll he knows how to sell
2: it. Your heart, that's that's a different, you know.
0: I mean, I don't know. I think that putting the belt on Jarrett uh, is a great call for right now because it gives them a way to move the belt around and create story easily based on what happens. Like, you know, look, we had Ray Phoenix come in at the end and, or just Phoenix because it's triple A. Sorry. It doesn't even need to be Ray Phoenix. It's just Phoenix. Um, it's a more logical way to put the belt on that guy, or if Penta wants the belt when he shows up or LA park, or if they want to move the belt around, Elevate somebody from the mid card. Jarrett's a great way to do it. We know that Jarrett is just there to put somebody else over for that belt. Um, And even if they have to chase him for a little while, like, look, if Phoenix has to chase down Jarrett and get through cross and Hoovy to get to him, that's a great story. That just works. Even if it's Jeff Jarrett, that's holding the belt. What you don't want right now is a super credible, hot champion. You need somebody that is a bit of a pushover that we know will lose the actual match if it ever comes to the actual match. Um, It's, it's a bit old school wrestling storytelling, but I think it works in this case and, and it works. Yeah. Jared can play more the weasel part. He's got the protection of, of cross and Hoovy, who just want to destabilize things. Um, You know, I I think it, it works great. And, uh, I liked the the Conan swerve with coming out in the, the Laparca as Laparca ref or whatever. The Tarante's part of it.
2: Ugh. Oh, <laughs> why?
0: Too much, it
2: too much of the
0: couldn't. No, no, yeah. no,
2: no. Like That's why just have killing. two? Swerves? Thing.
0: Why have two heel ref swerves? Like just let uh, Tarante should just bump out. Um, like I never wanted to see Marty Elias more in my life than at that moment. God, how much more over would that finish have been with a Marty Elias ref bump, and then Conan doing the the parka, uh, the LA par- no the parka ref gimmick? I'm so confused. There's too many LA parks in AAA now. Yeah. Um,
2: We can kill when it's
0: fun. But so the ending, I I, I like the ending. Uh, you got a lot of mass chaos. The simple fact of the matter is, look, we've talked about this event for forty minutes now or whatever. It was exciting enough to talk about. It things really happened. Uh, Things are really happening in AAA. Um, it's it's exciting. There's a lot of backstage drama. There's a lot of in front of the stage drama. There's a lot of new talent coming in. I hope they make good use of guys like Sammy G of, of Phoenix now that he's back in. Um, so let's talk about the press conference, Meef. What do you want to say I about the press conference? I didn't
1: watch the press conference.
2: What happened? Well, <laughs> Psycho Clown is the Roman reigns of Mexican wrestling. You know, it's the a lot of dick uh, and taking a lot of dick he likes dick in all his holes Um, and it's the most blatant push for anybody who's a mediocre performer um, to ever have and then you know you've got do do you bring in LA Park and he's going to take a big payday and lose his mask Considering his relationship with Triple A and Dorian, actual press conference, he said the guy was spent too much time sucking Dorian's dick, which was quite amazing for a press conference. Um, and then you've got Penta. And on paper, when you look at it, Penta's not losing his mask, is he? Coming back for this, Bye.
1: Pentagon has a mask match versus uh, Sammy Callahan too.
2: Yeah, he's just not going to lose his mask. Um, no. Doesn't it, and to be honest with you, there's not that much money in him losing his mask yet. Penta, and the idea, the, yeah. I don't
0: know that there's ever money in Penta losing his mask. He
1: sells
2: two million. No, no, uh... I think he just yeah. he's no, one no, of those it's, guys it's I could see
0: staying fight. under the hood forever. Phoenix, however, I yeah. think should lose his mask, but.
1: That's yeah, a
2: whole other yeah, story. Could... I think those guys in, have in cool essence, pe- and here
1: And they get to, pe- if they yeah. modify their mask just slightly, they get to have their indie gimmick, their AAA gimmick, you know? And also, they sell exactly. them. And they make a ton of money.
2: But no, but just in case of actually, in terms of the, the the idea of losing your mask is so big, that Pentagon is what the, however many incarnation of Pentagons there's been and he he's come back from the you know should we say into triple triple A and there's there's not too much I would say in terms of him losing his mask at this point in his career he's too big anyway but in terms of he's not Psycho Clown you know Psycho Clown loses his mask they've built him so much that that's a big deal Pentagon's been out of Mexican wrestling for like nearly two years.
0: Well, I don't see it. it I don't it, see it being Pentagon just because that also really no, no, no. shoots Lucha yeah. Underground in the foot too, because it'll happen in the middle of the season where he's still performing yeah. under the hood. It just wouldn't exactly. So, and and planning being, for him to take he, he, his mask in general would be a, just a giant nightmare.
2: And I don't think it'd work for his career. Right. So we can put a big X and cross him out and put him in the waste paper basket for this. Right. Psycho clown oh, is the biggest bitch in the office. So Hey,
1: tell us how you... Uh, they, they, how you really they,
2: know. They're not going to let him lose his mask. Are they? Let's be honest.
0: I mean, I think it's it would clever. be foolish financially.
2: I, I, the problem is, and this was very well pointed out by somebody, um, his entire family have lost mask matches or have been, you know, they're not mass wrestlers. So his family history, if we're going to go for the whole Lucha Libre, is very, you know, steeped in its history and likes to keep traditions and honour. It does remotely make sense for him to finally lose his mask in a big one against somebody like Leparca. You know what I mean? Or right. L.A. Park, sorry. The, Park. I'm going to say Leparca because he's, he the is Leparca. Yeah, the real Leparca. The real Leparca. So, that's a notch that could possibly mean for Psycho. And again, LA Park. It's a big final payday. If you know what I mean. So he could come back. He's put. He's in his mid fifties.
0: God, oh, that's a really so. Good question. And he and <laughs> he's, he's
2: got his son now, hasn't he? His son's kind of.
0: His son is finally know, incredible
2: yeah, and his son could take the whole revenge route that they were trying to, you know, obviously do with Wagner. Was And they really thought that was going to be the big thing for this year, but that's not worked out for whatever reason. And then we get to Fantasma. So, as much as I believe, in terms of as a fan of his and his ability, he shouldn't lose. In terms of the luck that he's got, he shouldn't lose. His dad never lost his mask, so therefore, phantasma losing the mask is technically like one of the most like disrespectful things that could happen, you know and wouldn't be quite bad. But in terms of a career move, he's a pretty guy. He's got another mask. He can be King Corner. And if he's gonna go to a certain place where we know he wants to go, did he? Know, has there been negotiations where? And this is this is me speculation, purely right. speculation. That we all know the company about contracts and all these things that have happened. Who says he doesn't die off in season three? Uh, sorry, season four now. Sorry, four. Season four of Luch Underground. He doesn't die off in the end of this. Ties up perfectly with him finishing up with this triple triple A thing for a couple of months, like Al and then we see him turn up somewhere else in Florida. I mean, that'd be that, I, think, look, I think that for, would be the hey, best
0: look for him possible.
2: I don't think it's lose lose for Phantasma. I personally don't want to see him lose the mask because I know how much the mask means but in terms of for a career it would not be a killer like it would be for a penta and in if 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 it was le Parc, it's the kind of admitting that it's the end of the road for that career you know it's gone on too but isn't it
0: I mean, he is in his fifties. Well, to a degree, I
2: know, I know there's, other guys who are obviously wrestling and they're f- made way into like early sixties.
0: I know, but isn't I don't know, isn't it the time for for LA Park to lose the mask, to get his 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 victory tour without the mask, let people see who he really is, and kind of,
1: <laughs> I mean, and he doesn't even have yeah, that's to stop or go off into the sunset. I don't know. Like, it doesn't ruin the gimmick, or because he's so old, you don't think. That would be. I mean, did it ruin I, the I, I
0: gimmick it, to have a whole second version of him out there who is also 50 years old and not half the wrestler he is? I mean, I mean shit at
2: wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're, the same company
0: now. and they're in the same company now yeah. with Conan being an imposter oh, of they, one of them yeah. Yeah. as well. There was, you know, there's three there's three LA parks going on, La the parkas in, in the course of 24 hours. You got,
2: you got uh, Negro Parker as well, haven't you? Yeah. Parker. Yeah, so you got four.
0: I mean, to me, that alone, I, okay, I'll be we'll surprised pay. if it's we'll this year for LA Park. I feel like next year after his, his kid is more established would be the time. But if the offer was there and things timed out correctly and AAA is the one willing to pay, I mean, the real question is, who's AAA going to pay to do this thing?
1: Hey, what was up with the Vianos when they retired? Wasn't that like a year ago? Did they lose their mask? You, 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 you need to ask Casey these questions. Where's Casey? Yeah, oh,
2: I no. mean, the, the the general idea is it's passed on, isn't it? You know.
0: Well, the legacy is passed on, but I mean, it just depends. I mean, look at what Wagner's doing right now. I, I you know. Yeah. So and then that's the other component to this. In the midst oh, yeah. of all this, these guys come in. LA Park comes back. Uh, Phoenix comes back at the at the Verano de Escándalo. Then Penta comes back and and LA Park the next day or two days later, whatever it was. Um, yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. And we haven't even talked about the fact that Phoenix went to CMLL in the same week. Yeah. And won the MLW Tag Team Championship in the same week with and Penta. Then,
1: a a week later, and in the right? same
0: week, Penta dropped his Impact title. Oh. What the ever-living
1: fuck is going on? And then Penta also fought um, Dragon Lee, right? Was that the... No,
2: no, no, he bumped into him. Did he, he, he? I don't think he actually fought him. Oh. Did he actually... Bumped into him backstage, and they said it's set up though. Right oh, thing.
1: okay. It was definitely there. I think
2: that's something. what. Yeah, but the th- the thing is, is the Phoenix re- the F- is the best wrestler possibly that's around for me personally on the Indies.
0: Yeah. So the real question is,
2: like, like, like,
0: how do you get Phoenix more over than he is right now? I mean, he's obviously trying to do it himself to a certain extent. Uh, and just putting himself out there. But here, here's my issue with the Penta Phoenix thing right now. Um, obviously Penta got hot shotted. He got hot shotted at, at impact. There's no two ways about it. He came in, they put the belt on him at the pay-per-view or whatever. And then they did their, their week of tapings. And at the end of that week of tapings, Penta had already lost the belt, um, which everybody now knows, you know, we couldn't really talk about before. Cause even for, For impact i don't want to put spoilers out there even though more people knew about it so literally he held their belt for three days which amounted to what five episodes of tv that's pretty good dropped it back to austin aries no it's a decent run but it's a hot shot run yeah i mean they bring the guy in they throw the belt on they take it right off of him
2: they get a lot more new people watching impact
0: they did and and and, uh, and this is the thing i like i like the spirit of exchange here i like the fact that i came this close to watching cmll this week still didn't do it because i just didn't have the time but i came really close <laughs> um because phoenix was there um i've been watching uh tna now for a few reasons more than just penta and phoenix and drago and aerostar Buena. and querno but I, I like being able to see those guys there and Taya, too. But I also do, I, you know, and, and God bless the, the people that are more Impact fans than other stuff. But I'm here to tell you, when you see the presentations of those same guys on Lucha Underground starting again this week compared to the presentation of them at Impact, if it doesn't blow your mind, I just don't understand you as a wrestling fan it is clearly a better presentation for whatever you think about Lucha Underground or not of those characters. And I'm not saying that there aren't things that Impact does very, very right. There are some very good things going on at Impact, but the presentation of those characters that you're seeing in TNA compared to the presentation of those same characters in Lucha Underground, Lucha Underground is a far better presentation of them. It just is. And my problem with the Phoenix being all over the place is, Okay, great. He's getting the saturation. He's proving that there's demand for him. A- mm-hmm. Anybody who doesn't want to watch a Phoenix match is just fucking out of their mind. The guy is amazing. Yes. The The double bounces off the ropes and stuff that he does. The, the Just the crazy moves, the moveset. Watching him perform is great. But watching him perform is not everything. One of these promotions has to get the character over in some fashion and that is what we are clearly missing at this point the character of phoenix or ray phoenix or whatever is not over anywhere and honestly mlw with the selena de la Renta thing um they are probably one of the better outside presentations of both of these guys right now and getting them over that she created this stable where she says i'm bringing in the best fighters um around and and bringing you you know uh, Latino stars that you're not going to get otherwise because they have a manager there. She's talking them up. She's giving them the right presentation. Pinta coming in and just cutting his hot promos yeah. uh, for Impact didn't work to me. And the I crowd didn't respond reasons. to it the same way because the crowd wasn't 50% Latino like the Lucha Underground crowd is. The Lucha Underground crowd. It's also dead. Yeah. The Impact. I'm sure, zone, some of the
2: people, I'm sure there's some, it's held in a morgue. Right, Um, but the things that work
0: about Impact are crowd be damned, you have a hot backstage segment, you put it in the ring, and then you... you, you, The segments that work in TNA are the ones that go from backstage to the ring seamlessly. The Hardy Boys stuff worked because of the backstage shit. The stuff that's going on with Sammy and Eddie, it works because of the backstage shit. Like, yes, they had a spot in the ring, but they know how to sell it overall, and they're doing cool stuff where they're selling it at other promotions and whatnot that stuff works. The things where it's just like, yeah, Aerostar and Drago are fire and we're going to put them out in the ring with DJZ uh, DJ Z or Andrew Everett or whoever. It doesn't carry as much weight. They put on these great matches, but there's nothing to it. There's no backstage storyline. There's no investment. Nobody cares. Uh, I feel yeah, like Phoenix.
2: They,
0: yeah. So Phoenix, little
2: thing. Cause they, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say about, um, if you remember going back to the Tejano and Phantasma being there, they, when we, say, we said this a few episodes ago, how at one point they were being built and they were fighting impact, not as a kind of, oh, we're invading, but more of a kind of, we've come here to prove that we're better, or, you know, and then they came down to Mexico and it kind of just disappeared. See, I'm not saying they should have built some like kind of LWO-like stable. But that's all they needed to do with with Phoenix and uh, Penta because randomly Penta was with Phantasma. Right. So it's like obviously these guys are all together and they know each other. So just have them keep on like just putting vignettes of those guys backstage. You know, you need some
0: You need overall motivations. You need backstories. Like look, Penta had a story with Austin Aries. It was great. <laughs> it was a story, but there was no backstory to it. There was no clear motivation other than mm-hmm. I'm coming in here to fight your guys and Aries saying, well, I'm the best in the world. You can't fight me. You can't beat me. And then Penta beating him. And then Aries turning it back around and saying, no, really, I'm still the best guy. That works. It gives the promotion the rub, but it doesn't give, it gave, and it gave Ares a little bit of a backstory. It did help Aries' backstory, but it didn't help Penta's. It hasn't helped Phoenix's yet, um, you know, phantasma still needs some love these guys need some love and a lot of their characters do um and again i think that impact is doing a good job with some of those characters and i even think from last season of lucha underground that that more could have been done um to bolster backstories opposed to just the current storylines that people are in like give us more motivations the stuff that they did with jeremiah crane was really good. The stuff that they did with Dante Fox last season was really good because they were giving us backstory motivations. But then some of the people who were just fighting for the day, um, it didn't like PG work.
1: Black shows up.
0: Yeah, and like, what's PJ's yeah. motivation for being with the Worldwide <laughs> Underground? Like, it does. It's, there's nothing there. Yeah. And so people don't care about him as as, I,
2: as the whole Son of Madness, Son of Havoc thing. Whilst you could, they they mentioned the whole biker thing, and there was like the old, you know, scene in the bar. I think wasn't there?
0: Yeah, and they
2: they didn't they didn't they didn't really give it too much. If you know what I mean, it just it just happened. Which might be good because I felt like that gimmick
0: really didn't work that great. But at the same time, the only thing that would have made that gimmick work better is, I think, one more credible backstory setup segment. Um with a little more of the history behind the, the son of havoc character, not the son of madness character, but the son of havoc character. There was one more the element of the backstory beautiful. and maybe we'll get that this year. You know, DJ does think in, in long, long game situations. So maybe that's still coming, but uh, it felt like that feud didn't quite work because there was a piece of the, the motivation for the viewer missing. Like, yeah, why do I care about this weird stuff that's going on with his cut disappearing? And, him and Masquerita and this, that, and the other thing. Like, And let's
2: be honest, it felt like it took up a lot of uh, actual decent, because of those a lot of things we were missing.
0: Yeah, but you that's know, still that what's I missing from those other things. Fit. So, like, CMLL, yeah. I, I know a lot of people are excited about the fact that Ray Phoenix is there, and yes, you're going to get some great matches from it, but they're not going to build his character there. They're not going to build him as a performer. A He's just going to have some new guys to fight that you've always wanted to see him fight. And I don't think it's going to last. Very it's long it's long
2: indie. Well, yeah, that, that's it's just like a that's to an what indie you're getting
1: right now. When you have these guys going on all these other shows, like with Lucha Underground, you have a TV show, you have a season, you have a commitment. And so you fully invest and they fully invest in the company and you get the stories because you know, they're going to show what up impact has show. that too.
0: And lastly, they have the, the, the well, same responsibility happening. to these characters that anyone else should, if you're going to bring in a character, yeah make them a character they have weak yeah, yeah, no, they no,
1: I'm saying I'm saying like largely when you have these guys do like with phoenix he's going to be uh, it looks like he's doing a good thing for himself by getting all this exposure but he's not going to actually be a, a you know like kind of time himself down somewhere. aside from doing some spots you're going to see him do the spots but why why do you invest like you're saying all that's he's going to be empty everywhere he goes i mean and well maybe not in triple a though i mean
0: look they brought him in as the foil to the top angle possibly um and that that could really build him up he's got backstory because of the the real life drama that's going on there i think they have to play it um the real question and, and and honestly for me i think the real play with phoenix would be um have him come in, play his little angle with mad a little bit, and then swerve everyone and join mad and actually feud against Penta as, as Penta being part of the establishment that Penta came back and he had the wool pulled over his eyes and that he's fallen for the same old triple a crap. And that Phoenix is sick of it. He thinks his brother's an idiot um and that he joins mad and takes on penta i think that's where the big money is and let these guys instead of their their stupid random indie show blow off feuds where they wrestle each other have them do it on the stage that created them
1: and and have it really actually matter Have them fight over something but, the thing is them- I but another thing is that like this whole jeff Jarrett thing something to think about big picture with them is that he's look at him as a short-term character and at some point Jared's gonna be out, and then you've got to transition someone in. And I think that's the perfect spot for Phoenix to pop in. Like Jared does his thing, but maybe there's a Jared Phoenix match. Phoenix wins the title and Jared's gone. And then Phoenix now. And I think it's important to bring in more Luchadors instead of um. Yeah. One of those
2: to I, I well the thing I, is, is um is that Phoenix um obviously as we all know him and Conan are quite close so that stare down was not only just like the kind of like i'm putting a up to this bullshit but it's almost like kind of like two friends who were opposite sides of an argument
1: i thought that i thought for you know a second I mean. that so they that's, were that's, that's a
2: story you can play out so is that well that,
0: yeah we don't know that's we that's don't know that, maybe they are gonna hug maybe that, maybe you yeah. know they, they left it time to build byron they just left it as And guess what? On top of all this other craziness that we've put out here, we're throwing Phoenix into the mix too, and you don't know what's going to happen.
1: I thought they were going to (laughs) smooth, but
2: but down down the line, you're going to have that. Like as a storyline player, and they're smart. They use the whole thing of he he, Phoenix is a Conan guy.
0: Yes, clearly.
2: (laughs) But he's also he's also doing the right thing by being a good guy. So he's struggling with the fact that is Conan doing a bad thing or is Conan doing the good thing in reality?
0: Right. Cause sometimes well,
2: bad guys are doing good things.
0: And, and, and I think he has to struggle with that. And I think he ultimately has to side with Conan and then face off against his brother and, and let, let Penta stay the babyface, Let Phoenix get over on being, you know, a renegade heel, let him be the stone cold for a while and let Penta just be I'm a strong. Yeah, um, and I think Thunder, it could work. Thunder, the, weird, the weird thing to me about what's going on is how Lucha Underground fits into this because uh, you know, being, being one of the few people that saw all of what's going to be happening in the ring, I have no idea yeah. about the backstage stuff. But judging from storylines that I've seen in Lucha Underground, we've reached a point now where Lucha Underground is really a standalone world, like nothing that happens to these performers, um, especially because of the timelines of how they're having to film and the time off, nothing that happens to these characters in Lucha underground has any bearing on their presentations, even outside Mm -hmm. of Lucha underground anymore. So if anyone's Mm -hmm. expecting that don't the one promotion that is out there, that is not going to have crossover um storyline wise is lucha underground like you know it's kind of wild cage is cage and lucha underground he's brian cage in impact and those two people are not the same <laughs> no you know phoenix is ray phoenix in in one place and like th- these things just don't intersect anymore at all so you know i know i wanted to talk a little bit about lucha underground and the premiere which is coming up this wednesday uh which i'm super excited for i think people are going to be very surprised about um what happens in the very first episode. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I'm and I have no idea about the backstage stuff. I know they're running a trailer right now that has Agent Winner uh back in it. I'm trying to get Godfrey for the show, by the way. See if oh, he'll come awesome. in. Um my college roommate Chad Zumak is a comedian that is actually touring with Godfrey right now. So what? hopefully maybe we can get both of them on there. Cause honestly, my roommate Chad is one of the main reasons why I'm a huge wrestling fan right now. He got me really into wrestling in the uh early mid 90s um that's
1: right
0: but you know so you saw i don't know if you've seen the second preview for the this week's episode but it's got some ancient winter stuff in it they're talking gauntlet a little bit i don't know what's happening backstage but there's a lot to set up last we saw dario was not in uh, very good shape he was trying to make a, some desperation phone calls we don't know how that's going to play out very excited to see what they're gonna do with that because i think that's something that they have to explain right off the bat right Right,
1: I mean, absolutely i think but I think there's a lot i mean they they did a very good job of putting a bunch of stuff out there and making you interested and and leaving you hanging, you know, the old cliffhangers, I think though, but what
0: do you think they have to address in the very first episode? like where do you start if you're Lucha Underground? What do you address first? It's only an hour long show,
1: yeah, well, for me, Lucha Underground, I think has to immediately address that you gotta watch Lucha Underground and you gotta watch it for the characters that you're seeing on every other show right now, but this is the place where you really see them. Um, and it's not directly answering your question, but I do think that it's kind of like we're at the pinnacle of where Lucha Underground is sort of an afterthought with like, oh, you want you like Pentagon Jr. or you like Penta Cerro Mieto? Well you go watch them on three other shows. And you know, and like Lucha Underground needs to come out strong. And I think they will. Uh, as far as like I, it's Dario. Dario's number one among all else I need to that know. is the number one thing you have to address right
0: and then I think other people um, even though because of hiatuses and weird time breaks and tapings and whatnot um, you know I think people have been really curious to see what the Pentagon title run is going to look like um, I think that's a very big deal still even though it may have waned in people's minds you know keep in mind. Penta with the belt in Lucha Underground is something that people clamored for for a long time. Uh, It finally happened, and we're going into this season with him holding the belt. And one of my biggest issues with the season trailer was that I felt like it didn't promote that enough. I felt like it didn't give enough weight to that in in the big long trailer of the fact that we have the Pentagon champion that everyone wanted like when when you're a promotion and and this is intentionally a slight to my buddies our friends over at Lucha Underground I think this is where they dropped the ball I think I, I don't know they have this weird thing about about Pentagon of not wanting to push it too far not wanting to rush it not wanting to give fans too much of what they wanted because it might hurt them in the end but they did it they finally did put it on him why did they not milk it more between seasons or even in this trailer or this promo, they finally did what everybody wanted. And then you made people feel like now that that's not what they wanted. It's like that's
2: the second thought, isn't it? It's, it's been promoted that way. Yeah. Um, cause like even to me and I'm a massive Pentagon mark, I'm like, Oh, he's still, he's champion. Yeah. Like no one's, not, yeah.
0: No one's talking like even to the point where he had his his, his impact running, people were forgetting that he's the current Lucha Underground champion, storyline-wise. That's it. Yeah. It's him. And it was something that everybody wanted for a long, long time. And and um I really feel like they missed an opportunity with that trailer to push whatever Penta's storyline is gonna be for the season. Now, I know mm-hmm. they had all these cool shots and these cool other characters, but A, that trailer wasn't under any specific time constraints. It could have been as long or as short as they needed. Um, I felt like last year they did a great job addressing in their trailer like Pentagon's coming, he wants the belt. I think they got people excited about that. They got people excited about Puma last year in the trailer. They got people excited about the new guys like Dante and whatnot with the trailer. But then this year, I think they got people excited a lot with the new characters and I think they missed with some of the old characters. I think, you know, they didn't get me as excited for guys like Cuerno or Penta or Phoenix or the guys who have been around uh, that. Maybe they should have even Matanza. I, I get his whole in the basement thing, but I felt like, I don't know without giving more exposition, I guess it's hard to do to explain those more deep motivations that I'm sure Penta has like the, the question for Pentagon for season four is Okay. You've been driven by this will to get the belt. You've had these feuds with Vampiro and him being your master or who's controlling you or who's not controlling you, but now you've finally done it. Now you're finally the champ. You, you cashed in. You mm-hmm. got Puma out of there. Mundo was taken care of. Like The whole thing is dealt with, and you're the champ. What is your motivation to continue and to be... This champ at Lucha Underground, like, what is his his motivation to keep the belt? That's a question for me that Lucha Underground needs to answer, preferably right up front. Like, if we're going to see him have any kind of run with the belt, we need to know why. And I we've had DJ and Roach on the show, and they both really? talked about like that this whole like, well, we were scared to put the belt on Pentagon, or not scared, but we didn't want to put it on him because what what is his motivation? As a champ, just to squash these guys or whatever, I think they need to answer that question now. Okay, so what'd you come up with? What is his motivation? Because you did put it on him.
2: He's got it. What do you do with him now? What happens now? What were you gonna say to me? Obviously, they left us. They, they left us hanging with the whole. Um, do it. Do, do, do I say Bestia Six Six Six? Um, as he stood behind Vampiro, so he stood behind Vampiro and. Casey, I can say the name. I will totally screw it up. But it's like the Aztec world god.
0: Right. So we, we have this uh, other um, this other maestro that, that most people are with- pretty sure was Bestia 666, six, 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 but it's not going to be him. <laughs> I can tell you that much because he is not <laughs> in the underground.
2: Yeah, headdress. the headdress was like I would be you know, wearing. And it was obviously Bestia's uh, uh, face paint, but obviously, as you just said, not going to be him. So that seems to have just dropped off a cliff. But maybe, maybe big, not. That, I mean that, I, that, I, and, and I don't use in the trailer though, you know, to pull people in, Oh, the intrigue, getting the intrigue back. Cause it's been so long people's intrigue and they put most people will have forgot because that was just a Maybe tiny save little season three
0: seven. second yeah, yeah sure. you know it's it's a good point and it's a tough one because you know realistically what are their options they drop the storyline all together they put someone else under the hood they downplay the storyline um who knows i mean my my gut tells me that they still do something with the storyline um but Maybe presenting that at the end of season three was a mistake. I don't know, but it gives them options, and that that gives me hope because you know, the best thing you can do with Krista Joseph is you plant something, you don't point it in a specific direction, and you leave it there as a resource for him to write his way out of or into whatever the next thing
1: is. It is kind of cool. Uh, some of their heavier things, some of their bigger things, they've kind of. It's been like the long play, you know, it kind of holds for a bit, like the whole um, weapons of mass destruction match um, with Marty and and Killshot, you know, they held that until the next season, you know, like some of their bigger things they kind of hold on to and keep in their pocket. So, I mean, I, who knows, who knows when we're going to see any of that stuff. I think we will. With that vignette. With it. They've established the trust that if they dangle something out, if something exists and makes it on the show and it's a setup, there there will be a payoff.
2: I just think that vignette could have been, you use the trailer, if you know what I mean. You don't use that. It's a story
1: related vignette at all. But it it,
2: it, it becomes one (laughs) because of who it basically refers to Pentagon. And it puts Oh That's no, I'm so sorry, saying. I'm not, that that yeah. for me I oh, trigger Sorry. Yeah. I would have used that at the end of the series, I would have used it when I'm definitely gonna pull the trigger on it. Because wow. there, there isn't a backing out of that one, really. Well, but I mean Unless they make it.
0: they make those strong decisions. It's like, look, in retrospect, should they have even shown us Rey Mysterio locked up at the end of the season? In retrospect, it would have been better to just leave that hanging. But yet they showed us that shot, so now they have to explain themselves out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> they've got to, they've got to figure them. out uh, sexy star. They've got to figure out Rey Mysterio. They've got to like. There's some it. writing that those these guys had to do because they're not a wrestling show. They can't just lean on guys go in the ring and fight each other. They have to explain storylines. They have to tie things up, and they've promised all of us face to face at times that they will resolve these storylines that they're not going to just throw something out there and then not have an explanation for it now that doesn't mean the explanation is going to be good doesn't mean it's going to be the thing that everyone loves but they have promised us resolutions and conclusions to all of these storylines and um you know maybe some of them don't come immediately like look uh, the, the, the maestro of maestros or whatever the, the bestia character thing was supposed to be. Maybe, you know, maybe that's one that has to wait longer. I don't know. Again, these are mostly going to be backstage questions too, that, that don't get solved. Cross um, Crossing his throne is obviously another one that uh, I'm very curious to see uh, how that, that plays out, um, you know, and, and, his little guy in the briar patch cage there. Um, I think I know where that might go, but I don't, uh, I'll say this. If it goes where it looks like it's going from that trailer, that makes one pa- faction within Lucha Underground a whole lot stronger than all the other ones. And I just don't know that that's something that would work. Storyline wise, ring wise, I don't know. So, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how bringing a character like that in plays uh, a character like Sonny Kiss's character. How's mm-hmm. that going to play? Because that's uh, that doesn't strike me as a character that's going to be in a tribe. Um right. So is Sonny Can just going to be this standalone? It could be. Who knows? Um, but with the with the exolicious <laughs> name or whatever, I, I think.
2: Kittens got claws, Justin. The kittens got claws.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see what they do with him, um, because you know, I I feel like you know, Sunny would be more in the Angelico kind of presentation. Yes. That yeah. That Angelico never really got to capitalize on because he wasn't there enough. Let's hope that Sunny is, but. Um, I'm also very interested to see what happens with, uh, Willie Mack, Killshot, and, uh, Dante Fox and the trios championship. I mean, that is got to be one of my favorite teams of all time. I mean, that's that the the way that ended the season that was so hot after the fucking hell of war match. And then those guys coming together after that, one of the best storyline wrap ups of season three. Um, and I have, Big, big expectations for that for season four. And if they drop the ball on that, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Those are three of the most exciting guys to watch in Lucha Underground. Hands down, period. Great choice for them to be trios champions. They, they all deserved it. You know, Willie was in and out of the title hunt the whole season. Mm-hmm. Actually, the last two seasons. Um, and what Dante and Killshot did to each other again you know we talked about ar fox earlier in the show he should be top talent i think personally i think that ar fox is better than ricochet um i like his presentation i like his ring psychology better um i like his promos better (laughs) (laughs) Um, and i believe that you know give him a couple of times to practice it he could flip out of the ring at velveteen dream just as good as ricochet could any day of the week
1: well you know it's funny um during the super juniors there's a will osprey match where uh was it him it might have been him against flip and they both it was like right after the the ricochet thing they both did the the, flip i think did the thing and then will osprey did a backflip and they both did the same spot in the middle of a match
0: well they're probably mad that that trevor did it first and they're like oh that son of a bitch."
1: It's not. A, you know what the reality is? It's not a new thing. Guys have jumped out and landed on their feet before.
0: I know, but I'm not going to lie, dude. When Ricochet did that in Dream's face, it, it, in light of the fact that that Ricochet's promo skills definitely leave something to be desired, yeah. um, that was like the most badass thing that he could do. That should be like a regular gimmick. Like somebody mouths off to Ricochet, he front flips out of the ring and stands in your face like what? <laughs> like yeah. that—that should—that should be his whole gimmick. I don't care if I well, do it thirty. Which
2: is 30- what he was doing with Puma, wasn't he? He was doing the thing with Puma where he used to do that whole run up the so rope and the the moonsault back and land in the middle of the ring perfectly with a. Yeah. Did more. He had to. He never had to open his mouth. Just do that. And honestly,
0: he should do that exact same move without the hood on, and I think it would play. I think that's that's how Ricochet proves himself. Like, look. You're the badass flippy shit, dude. Throw flippy shit in people's faces. Let that yeah. do your talking for you. Because when he grabs the microphone, man, I'm just not buying it. But AR Fox yeah. is like,
2: my 12 that, years old. Yeah. I really want to be a wrestling superstar.
0: Like when, when AR Fox grabs a mic, though, like people like I've heard say people people say like, oh, AR Fox probably can't cut a promo, blah blah blah. This that, and yet. no, his promos are good. I don't know that he does it enough. And I think that Shane Strickland has, oh my god, his promos now from two years ago? Holy crap. Shane's a goddamn superstar. Uh, Shane Strickland is uh, a, like, I hope Lucha Underground can hold on to him for a while because he, every bit to me, could be main talent roster at WWE tomorrow. Um, you know, and yeah, he's been he proving that out in the Indies. What's that? He needs to fill
2: out dropping uh, good answers.
0: I don't think that would be hard for him, though. If you sent, if you sent him to Performance Center for three months and just yeah. gave him some direction, gave him those nutritionists in and, and the right weight room, Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he's a guy that follows directions. He's a team player. He's great in the locker room. He's good on the mic. He's got a good look and presentation. He knows how to handle himself with talent. He knows how to work a match. He can call it in the ring. He can work it out in the back. He doesn't miss spots like anymore. <laughs> um. You know, I
2: think I'd love I'd love to see him apples.
0: get. I'd love to see Killshot get squashed by Cross a couple times in Lucha Underground, get a couple receipts, and then I'd love to see Killshot, <laughs> um, you know, graduate and maybe move on to WWE at some point. As much as I would love to keep him in Lucha Underground, I think that Shane, honest to God, belongs in WWE. Dante, however, I want to keep him in Lucha Underground forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How tall is Shane Strickland?
0: Uh, I think he's five eleven. No, I don't think he's over six. I think he's 5'11", or maybe, maybe six I mean, then it gets dangerous, yeah, you
1: know, 205 territory, unfortunately. I mean, he's great, and hopefully, you know.
0: Well, but, and that's that's the tough part, but that's why, you know, you have places like Lucha Underground and TNA and whatnot, but yeah. I don't know. So those are the things I'm looking forward to from Lucha Underground. Um, I, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to be very interested to see uh the response, you know, uh what people say about some of these guys coming in. You know, we've talked a little bit about the uh the the lack of luchadors and, you know, bringing in some some weros <laughs> as they say. I see
2: white people. Can you say that hey, hey,
0: look, I I and I can absolutely say it. I'm going to say it about <laughs> New Japan too. Um yeah. yeah. New Japan is is whitening itself up a little bit. Now they've got this Dutch president guy who uh speaks Spoiling a lot of languages. languages and um a lot of uh, a lot of white guys that won a lot of belts at Dominion. A lot of Canadians, eh? A lot of Canadians, a mm-hmm. lot of Canadians, a lot yeah. of yeah. white guys winning, a lot of white guys went over. Uh, Every like... title changed. In fact, did it, yeah, did any Japanese guy win a belt yesterday? <laughs> or whenever yeah, it was Kakarashi. two days ago? Hirama. all right well so give me the give me the breakdown byron what was interesting about new japan dominion
1: and uh where well, do you want to start new japan shows well i uh, mean we're, we're going long like we usually do but uh, i'll just i'll try and be brief about new japan it was a great card top to bottom great performances top to bottom for me um the post intermission matches uh, i don't know if dominion had one but usually they have um intermission and then you get into your main event right. second
0: second and, half matches
1: second general. half matches so you have uh i think for here you had your three your three last matches and they were all incredible for different ways um you have the junior heavyweight and then oh you know what throw on the tag matches the bucks won too which that's a big deal they're heavyweights um but still they got the bucks of all people got overshadowed You have the junior heavyweight, which is a great match, told a great, interesting story and had its own deal. Then you have the intercontinental match, which had its own presentation and story, which is completely unique. And then you had the heavyweight match, which is the main event, which blew everything that's ever been in the wrestling, you know, in the world of wrestling. It just blew it all out of the water. Um, And it was all really is just all you gotta watch if anything, because it goes really long and you don't have all the time in the world to watch every single show of every promotion, watch those three matches. And for me, uh, uh, just to get into, but I, we could talk about the main event for hours and hours, but for me, what stood out with the other matches was the junior heavyweight match told a great story of Will Osprey, his run, has been amazing. And he has been a guy who I think is way better. A thousand times better than Ricochet. No slight to Ricochet. I love the guy. And he has been the hero of Lucha Underground. My favorite wrestling show. Uh, you know, and so he's great. Will Ospreay um, is way better than him. He cuts emotional promos. And he does the flippy stuff in a way that works. Because he used to be. He's bulked up a little bit. Well, just he, I was just going to
0: say. His look yesterday
1: yeah
0: i don't know how he's getting it don't really care works yeah absolutely and works he's looking bigger now um if he can maintain and he's the tall. flippish hit style and he can get a little more of that uh that chisel on him and he doesn't have to go too far but i mean like he looks more credible and strong right now than like a finn balor right. prince Devitt, whatever
1: yeah and but on his way to doing that especially during his run as champion he was using the high flying stuff he was the aerial assassin he was using it because he's this tall string bing dude like he's not gonna punch you harder than you punch him he's not gonna pick you up and slam you harder you know but he can fly around and throw his body at you and he was doing flippy stuff that made sense and This match was not his flippy match that he's done in any of his other defenses. And every single match, he has continued the hurt neck storyline. And he has nearly taken his head off in every match. And it's been such an interesting, like Okada had the over year long story of being champ. And and Osprey had his run where his reign told a story all the way through. And you see him, he wrestled a heavyweight match. Right. For him. And it wasn't slow or boring. It all made sense. But it was he wrestled a heavyweight style and you saw because he was selling the neck in a way that worked that you saw like this is a guy who had to make a change. He's still doing stuff, but he had to make a change in how he fights now because of his neck. And ultimately, his neck, you know, didn't his neck the title rain for his neck ran ran out like his neck couldn't hold up anymore and he lost he took that power driver that butterfly power driver which is insane and by the way takahashi's uh uh triangle choke i think is one of the better ones you're going to see in wrestling for the most part uh it's so hard for me to watch sometimes because it's like jesus christ can you
0: tuck can you pretend to tuck your foot under your knee at least he can does. pretend to cinch it in and then just kind of twist a little bit to give the guy some air. So you're not actually choking him out in
1: this match. It looked good except for one time where the, there was one, the yeah, Maltes that middle, like, that middle one to choke him and well's arm is like over here. Or yeah, yeah, so yeah, Well will countered it like immediately, but
0: it's tough. And I was talking with someone about this too, with the Ronda in, in WWE thing where she's throwing the, the punch barrage where it's just like, we, it's so not really MMA that it's almost hard to take from people who can really do those things. Um, And I kind of had that issue with the triangles in this match, but still phenomenal match, phenomenal match loved every second of it. It made perfect sense. And you're right about Osprey's current presentation is the best it's been. Yeah. It, It really makes me look at him like a guy that deserves to be every bit as big as, debit was when he was around or aj or any of those guys that came in so you know
1: stick him in the bullet club make him the next guy we'll see well he's with chaos (laughs) it's he's but no but the thing is is like they're they're planting seeds for heavyweight and also like he's okada's boy okada even brought him in to begin with but okada in interviews talks about the best wrestlers he thinks and he names osprey he gave osprey a title shot and put him over as much as you could put someone over for losing. But he said like Osprey, like Okada said, if like aside from me, top three wrestlers in the world right now are blah, 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 blah Osprey. Well, and if look, he's- if you're getting the rub from Okada, that's that's where it's at. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. I mean, I hope he heals his neck or hope his neck isn't as hurt as it should be from all that he's done. But he is definitely getting like onto bigger and better things type of a rub.
0: Well, look, he just needs to to shore up the lines and, you know, even if he has to tame it down from some of the craziness that he's done in the past, I think he'll be fine. Uh, dad bod, Chris Jericho. Wow. Uh, was not expecting that, uh, caliber of performance psychology or anything from Jericho. Um, I also, when I watch wrestling, I will say I firmly expect tables to actually break a lot more (laughs) wow why 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 keep picking that table to do spots on holy hell that table was this thick solid wood not press board not uh that not that garbage that you find at home depot here it was like they're doing spots on a uh, inch and a half thick oak
1: table i'm they still like, needed it up for the main event justin come on they i mean how use it
0: it, it just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Like, those are not table spots. That is like, you might as well just move the mats and do spots on the concrete floor, oh, which they also did happened. I don't know. I was I was very, very impressed. Jericho's presentation when he's not being a clown, yeah. uh, I thought was phenomenal. And I think at this point in his career, playing a more serious heel, the way that they did it with him saying that he wasn't getting respect in it,
1: and everything made perfect sense. Um, just love the whole the whole thing. Everything about it. And another thing about Jericho, what stood out to me with this match. Um, the other one, you know, had its own appeal. This and Nido is great. Nido, for everything that Jericho was like, hey, look at me. Nido stood up with him. Naito is the man, but Jericho, above, you know, more than anyone else in wrestling, um, I think knows the value of looking special looking unique looking different that's he's been stealing he he plagiarizes pop culture references and he's been doing it from the very beginning but you know what he does it right he does it better and more interesting than anyone else and it works it's not a bad thing it's a good thing he markets himself as better and different and in new japan in new japan he's doing all of his promos every visual every bit of footage you see of him is different than anyone else he does he did like the very beginning he was in like the warehouse and he looked really cool that stuff was like that was awesome badass cinematic stuff and now he's doing different cell phone videos uh promos and that fits the storyline but also you don't see anyone else doing that and also each one is a little different and then there's other things where he does major angle work with omega during their thing during doing press
0: conference stuff. Yeah, when no, I, I really like the press conference angles that he's taking. Yes. It's,
1: really, it, it's, all it's really
0: what his character should be, too, of like this guy who's a little bit bitter that he doesn't still have it, that he's not necessarily still at the top of his game, that people should appreciate him, that he should have an easier time of things yes. at this point because of who he is. And he's playing that bitterness perfectly like a guy who doesn't understand his own flaw. He's not playing it tongue-in-cheek yeah. at all. He's playing it dead serious, and it's great. And e- even the weird clown makeup thing, too, is like it's Conqueror this going. guy who's slightly taking himself too seriously, but it's giving him the motivation that everyone has kind of written him off and is kind of over yeah. him. And it's just it worked brilliantly. And the work rate in that match, it's we great. haven't seen that out of Jericho in a while. Like Even, even yeah. the Omega match, I didn't think was, was that. Um like yeah. Jericho's work rate for a guy his age and his status that could clearly do less was Yeah, he does it, awesome. too.
1: But another thing is with the backstage stuff and and even the stuff um before and after the matches, he's constantly doing things where the the most basic concept of it is they have to switch to a non conventional camera angle to keep up with him. Right. I love that. He's, it's great. And it's just, it's, it just reinforces that this guy, he's a, a loose cannon. He's a Gaijin loose cannon in new Japan calling everyone fuck faces, which you don't see that he's acting un. How do they present that on the Japanese side? Do they bleep that stuff at all? Or are they the just the pre-match stuff? They would bleep it. Yeah.
0: I, th- I thought it was great. Or mute it. But um, it's just he's,
1: he's total package. He gets it.
0: He he totally does get it, and then uh, obviously we have the the holy shit factor. Two out of three falls, uh, probably one of the best, if not the best, two out of three falls match of all time. Uh, I hate giving match ratings, but you just would be very very hard pressed as any type of wrestling fan to find much wrong with the the Rainmaker versus. Omega match. They're just—I've been racking my brain. Like, if there is anything I would have done differently, and I just don't know that there there was. I think this was finally one of those times where all wrestling fans can actually agree and say, "Look, if these are the two guys, if this is the match, this is the result you want, and this is the way you want the result to happen." Period. Yeah. The storytelling, the psychology, the way the moves work. Maybe it was a little move heavy for, for real old school fans. You know, maybe it was a little spot heavy, but you kind of expect that from the big headlining events in New Japan at this point. And it's not something I feel like they can work backwards from. I don't think they have a choice at this point. So yeah. it, once, you've gotten your, once you've painted yourself into that corner, boy, this was the way to do it. I mean, I love th- the roll up first pin. That was great. That was absolutely the way they should have done that. It didn't come off the big finisher, doesn't come off the rainmaker, doesn't come off the the one wing angel. It comes from a roll up that you weren't quite expecting. Um, and and Kenny was really leading the charge up until that point. Mm-hmm. And it was just the veteran got the better of the other guy. And it was like, Okay, kid, now you've got to really really outthink me and show that you're really the best if you're gonna do this thing.
1: And then he did. And- and it really helped sell the second pin where even though they did the two minute breaks, you get pinned by someone that the other guys finish. You're still fucked for the next match.
0: Yeah, I love the way great. the third fall started off just terrible, sloppy on purpose. Those guys kind of fucking ragdolling themselves around. It was awesome.
1: I th- and I legitimately thought going into the third, f- into third match that they could have shorted it. And right. I would have been like excited by it. Like it made it would have made sense.
0: But here's the thing that you learn about uh, Kenny Omega's gas tank in particular, and Okada's has gotten much much better too. Um, yeah. But uh, when Kenny goes to cut the promo after the match, and yeah. he's got to think, and he's doing it in Japanese to start, um, he was totally there, totally present, not that gassed at all. The dude's amazing. Um, I don't know you know what kind of supplements he's putting in his kelp shake in the morning, but whatever it is is clearly working because he was there, had all his faculties, had just wrestled one of the best matches ever for over an hour, um, and then cuts promos in English and Japanese, doesn't miss yeah. any of his talking points, hits it all perfectly. That is a superstar. that is talent in um, two languages. In two languages. And I'm not always the biggest fan of Kenny Omega's promos. I, I, I He's still just a little bit weird because he's Canadian. <laughs> he is. He's he, Like the biggest problem with Kenny Omega, he's a little bit Canadian. Um, But uh, I liked it here. I thought it worked well. Uh, I thought unveiling the Golden Elite thing was awesome. Shirt. take note of the fact that the shirts are already out, people. Um. That is the way you do things. That is the way you do marketing. That is the way you do presentation. Yeah. Cut the promo for the hot event. Know the finish. Put the shirt out. And, uh, I'm talking directly to you, Hoovy. I want Hoovy, my man. mad shirt. I better get my mad
1: shirt. I want a mad shirt. I <laughs> might better not go, Portland, go to Darren where,
0: wherever in Massachusetts or whatever. Like if you guys knew the ordeal I'm going through to get my mad shirt from Hoovy right now,
1: I got some friends. They could drive out to Marblehead.
0: Look, well, I, I know so who, comes to is, is one of the greatest of all time, but hot take, no bullshit. It will go down. I will shoot on fucking Hoovy if I do not get this shirt, it, <laughs> it is open. It is open season on who to Guerrero, the juice. If I don't get my damn mad shirt sometime in the next couple weeks, like I'm not even, I'm not even that big a rush, but if I get some bullshit story about how, no, no, we sent it and it went to some other fucker in Massachusetts or some dumb shit. Like Hoovy, send me my shirt, bro. Send me my we shirt. We got a
1: graphic designer. We'll bootleg our own. No, yeah.
0: I'm not trying to bootleg nobody's stuff. Like, dude, got paid. I don't even care about that. I let's don't make, care.
1: Let's make very
0: angry shirts. Uh,
2: I'll, I'll, send him. In... I would, I would legitimately buy like a ton of masks off there as well because they're good prices.
0: Like yeah. Hoovy, listen up, I, man. Listen yeah. up. We may not be I'm sending money. We may not have as many 100%. listeners as keeping it 100, but the people that listen to this show are the hardcore fans that spend money on shit. You want to sell some merch? Don't get MMM show pissed at you. Send me my goddamn merch, Hooby.
1: <laughs> the people who make this show. <laughs> I want to. I want to bring up uh, Omega's post-match interview when they go back to the table and they pitch cores light and stuff. Oh yeah, that was great um, too. He was great. And again, like that's a whole another bit of just composed reacting. It's a real press conference. Yeah. And he made the. It's just you don't do it any better than this. He made the very great point where um number one he was talking shit when he said he could go over an hour he could go as long as he had more stamina than than Okada he knew that he or he felt that as no matter how uh, the best body that he can build through working out and training he still didn't think he could be effective after an hour and 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 he is very thankful that he was able to get it done uh you know he's showing humility and he also shows that he said he was so happy to see that like he doesn't think he's better than okada but he proved that he can finally beat okada for the championship and just for doing that he is happy he'll sleep soundly but he doesn't think that him and okada is necessarily over
0: well and so what do they do with with bullet club and the factioning out now and and elite and golden elite and and where, where do you think it goes from here i mean you know, Cody Cody and the Bucks have All In coming up. Does the storyline spill over? What happens?
1: I, I, I'm hearing Cody and Omega at All In. Um, I think, I mean, you have, what, Cody, Hangman, and Scroll, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful. You don't want to do the NWO thing, but I think if they do their 15-minute webisodes, I think you're not, I think they could control and, and make it interesting for the, you know, being the elite, their, their show. Right.
0: Um, well, and that's but, the thing. Uh, I mean, it's kind of what we were talking about before. It's like, everyone's got everyone who's smart in wrestling right now is in business with more than one place and is in business for themselves. Um, you know being the elite something. is smart. Being
1: Kevin cross is smart. Um Yeah. Being you know, we've been cut in Phoenix, need their own being the elite. They need their, and they need a better name than their two brothers. They should come see us, man. I know a couple of guys that make
0: TVs that know how to run cameras that could uh, put them together a little something.
1: Yeah. We'll get, we'll cut them a good deal. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> we'll do it for masks for t-shirts we'll do it. t-shirts
1: <laughs>
0: speak for yourself man i like i like to eat steaks and and shit man i like i need I money need i need real money
2: those, by the way so if they, if they give me masks i'll buy you a steak
0: okay there we go uh i'll take it well um Hey, look, one last thing that I definitely have to talk about, because I went to the yeah. WWE FYC event this week. Instead of watching my dismal Cavaliers lose game three on a Wednesday night, I went to this event uh, at the Television uh, Academy of Arts and Sciences, the wow. governing body of the Emmy Awards. And uh, I was invited there by a friend, my friend, Casey Creeble, and I was um, trying to figure out who's a guy i've brought to lucha underground and um you know he was friends with Brooke hogan for a while he knows some wrestlers too and and knows a couple three things about wrestling so um this event came up and he's like oh you got to come with me uh because i'm actually not a member of the television academy as much as i probably should be and i just have never signed up so anyway um we go to this event and i was like well why are they doing this event and it was like all the other events recently at the television academy are for your consideration events. And that's what this was WWE FYC for your consideration. And it was like, well, what the fuck do they want us to consider? How does WWE even even fit into the Emmys? So they had a presentation where they were doing a presentation for, uh, raw for, um, what was the other one for raw for their, oh, WWE 24 empowered. And for WWE mixed match challenge, which I don't know if you guys watch that or not on Facebook, but that was the thing where uh, yeah. Alexa and Braun were a team. And uh, I think, what was it? Asuka yeah. and Miz went over together at the end of the whole thing or something weird. It was yeah. actually pr- pretty good. And it did big numbers on Facebook. So um, basically they're trying to be considered for Emmys for those things, which was weird, but Stephanie McMahon came out, did, did a great, presentation the whole time. She was the moderator the whole time. Um this was kind of like those paley events, you know, where you have a panel of people that come out, they talk about their show, they show some video and whatnot. Super cool. Um the uh the new day came out did some comedy stuff at the very beginning to introduce Steph. Steph came out, she put on a package from The Rock, which was kind of interesting. though Rock was stumbling and fumbling through his whole thing on set and they didn't really edit it. Um, It was not as smooth as some of his other stuff, but it was completely unrehearsed. I mean, he's just talking off the head, just a lot of ums and ers and ahs. But you know, one of the biggest movie stars in the world was part of their presentation, not on stage on a video package. Then they brought out Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Charlotte. Um, it was crazy. Oh, and, and, and Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah. And Charlotte looked great. I don't care what anybody says. Charlotte looked great that day. Um, That was in that panel. That panel was talking about Raw. Obviously, Sean was able to talk about the very first Raw since he's that freaking old. Um, And H wasn't very far behind him, believe it or not. Um, You know, and then Charlotte and Roman were able to talk about the new stuff. Uh, Roman, thoroughly uninteresting, boring, exactly (laughs) what you would expect. Charlotte was great. Um, And Charlotte really kind of spoke from the heart about um, how weird it was for her coming in everyone looking at her to kind of take on her dad's legacy, but then to have actually earned her dad's respect during that whole process and to now kind of be her own entity was pretty cool to hear and, and, and very truthful. And I thought was very interesting. Um, Triple H was, was interesting too. Then the second one, they brought out, uh, uh, the, the real life Uso family, uh, Naomi and her beau, her Uso and uh, Alexa and Braun came out and Alexa and Braun kind of stole the show. Um, That girl just has so much personality. Braun had a lot of personality. They were their chemistry on stage together was awesome. It's really cool. Um, But what really stole the show is they started talking about that WWE 24 empower thing. And they brought out uh, a ton of the women's division, including Naya, uh, i can't even remember who all was out there but ronda rousey comes out last and ronda rousey stole the show she had this uh drop neck pantsuit thing on that looked amazing like best she's looked since she was doing magazine covers like four years ago and steph hit her with a couple of pretty hard questions and it did not seem rehearsed at all ronda sounded a little irritated at first Um, as one would expect, and you kind of thought, oh, God, here we go. It's the Ronda thing again. This is going to be tragic and awful and just another case of why Ronda isn't ready for primetime. But then Ronda got into the difference between being in WWE and being in UFC or judo tournaments and how she knew when she walked out at WrestleMania that this was different. And when she walked out at Royal Rumble, it was different because the energy was mostly positive. It wasn't this like fight thing. She wasn't going in there to fight for her life or defend herself. Like She knew what she was going in there to do, and she got so much positive energy off of it and so much positive vibe. And I'm sure the video is out there on the internet somewhere. Um, But it was really refreshing to hear the real Ronda talking about real things and why she personally feels so much better off in WWE than she was fighting. I, it, it really got me back on her side. It made me want to see her succeed. Now, my biggest problem with it is Rhonda can't forget what got her there. They were talking about all this women's empowerment stuff and all these firsts and how Rhonda was the first woman to do this, that, and the other thing and the first woman to hold a UFC belt and the first woman to, you know, they're going to find firsts for her. But she has to figure out how to stay hungry. When you look at her promos and you look at what's going on with her in WWE right now, where she doesn't look credible, like her match at Mania looked good because I think she cared about it. And I think where she doesn't look good is when she's got to do these promos and these walkouts, they got to figure out a way to get her into her motivations for her scenes. Like the acting part of it is what she's really got to figure out. Like how to take that natural character, that natural enthusiasm, and turn it into a promo and keep it consistent. She can't go from mean mugging to smiling like like that she's having the time of her life, because she is, in, in, and make it work. She's got to have more consistency of character. So she's got to, in my opinion, she's got to dance with what brought her. She has to find that passion, that fire, that that fury that she had when she was a UFC champ. It's the reason why she lost the UFC championship in the first place, too. She lost that fire. She was doing too much publicity. She was doing too much press. She was doing too much of being the face of UFC, and it did kill her, and she had every right and every reason to leave. Um, and they, she also has every right to be getting inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame this year, which she is now. They officially announced it. She's going into the UFC Hall of Fame in the modern wing and completely 100% deserves it. But she is exactly where everyone thinks she is and they it is WWE's responsibility to figure out how to make her into the character of Ronda Rousey and not act to be the actual Ronda Rousey when she goes out there. They've got to figure it out. They've got to crack it soon. Um and Nia Jax is not the way to do it. (laughs) Nia is wonderful. I loved a lot of the things that Nia had to say. Nia has her own battles to fight. Um, She is in a little bit of the same boat, though, where they still have to figure out how to present her the right way to the audience and how to get her to stay in character. Um, to, To me at this point, it's a little too transparent that outside of the ring, naya and alexa are both really nice awesome girls that are the best friends in the world and that is absolutely 100 not their characters on television and it's translating through too much to tv and it's hurting the whole thing they got to figure this stuff out they got to figure these girls out they got to give them characters and they got to make it a priority you know they've spent five fucking years on roman reigns now and it still hasn't done anything and they haven't put even half that effort into some of these girls they got to they gotta divert some of the resources to that now.
1: You think the Total Divas uh, show is getting in the way of that?
0: A minor bit, but not a ton. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I tend Or do you think the audiences are too... I mean, I met someone recently who, uh, when I mentioned I was going to go to a wrestling show, uh, she was like, Oh, I love uh, so-and-so. start talking about Nikki Bella and Ava Marie and Total and total divas or whatever doesn't watch wrestling. And I, I mean, I personally have an issue with a lot of the K sort of stuff, how it's all fake, but I kind of think the audiences are separate, but I think you
0: can, I think you can break K all day long. If once you get in front of the camera, I mean, like, look, we we're just talking about the Chris Jericho thing. Yeah. Like I've, I hear Chris Jericho on podcasts and stuff all the time. Like he's been, he was talking about the NHL playoffs with Ted Irvin on keeping it 100 and whatnot. Like, you know, he's outside of the kayfabe all the time, but everything that he's done on camera with, with new Japan, with his promos leading up to this match was perfect Mm -hmm. and pitch perfect and was well thought out. And I don't know if it was just him or if it was the guys backstage or who was helping out with it, but look, WWE is not a small company. There's a lot of very smart professional people there that know how to do these things and do them well. Like why? I, I just don't think they're doing them.
2: execution
0: and and ronda rousey is a big ticket item she is a real star stephanie's not wrong when when ronda came out at the end of of royal rumble and that presentation or whatever um was big and when she she put triple h up on her shoulders at wrestlemania that's big but what is the story of ronda where is it going are they gonna pair her up with the the her four horsewomen? Are they going to have her be a badass? Is she really the fun loving girl that's happy to be there? That just will will squash anyone that that crosses her path. Like the the mixed message ho-hum story that they're building with Naya is just not working for me. And they, really and gotta. they gotta find something else. And and honestly, it should be a personal motivation. It shouldn't be about whoever she's feuding with. They yeah. got to build the Ronda character first. She should be squashing out other people. They should put jobbers in front of her right now. They need to Goldberg it up a little bit, except give her more character and personality. Like, look at what built her in the UFC. Just bring that story to WWE to start it off. Let her tear through a bunch of people. Let her let her be great. And then build some of the other more intricate things. Yeah, That's just my opinion. I don't know.
2: One of the things with her as well, is case of, um, like you're saying, let it eat people up, is a case of, like, their whole storyline was that Stephanie and Triple H didn't like, they were just using her to get money or whatever, or the publicity, and they were against her. So let that continue a little bit in the fact that they go, all right, you may have beaten us, but you had Kurt Angle. We're going to make you wrestle jobbers every week. So it's also a frustration thing. She's like, I'm better than these people. Why am I having to face these people all the time? Dude, you're higher. So She's she crushing them, but at the same time, yeah.
0: go write raw tomorrow. Cause that's the best idea I've heard for her yet. Like you, you just gave me motivation. You gave me something to, to fill time on screen for a three hour show. Dear Lord, all I can hope is that when SmackDown goes to Fox, that like, that, that raw leaves USA. I think that is the biggest hope for all of us. Even if it stays in the 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 NBC Universal whatever family, put it on a different network so that they have a chance to go back to two hours. If you had a two hour raw on Monday and a two hour Smackdown on Friday. God, I think that would solve half of these problems immediately. I really, really do. They got to find a way to not have yeah, that show yeah. three hours long.
2: That tobacco really does not help.
0: Yeah, it's it's killing yeah. them it's too much. And that being said, maybe Ronda should be on SmackDown right now, too. Um, trying to have her fill headlining segments on the three-hour show where you have to have these brutally long uh, promos. I think it's been killing Nia for a better portion of a year now. And I think, you know, look, some of them can do it. Alexa Bliss can do it. I you would know? put her on the show. That I thought Charlotte fun. was doing fine with it. I thought Sasha didn't. I thought Bailey does okay on Raw. Like, I think Raw fits certain talent better than others. You've got to be able to go and handle yourself for a 15 minute promo, even if that promo is dismal. Rhonda can't do that. Naya can't do that. You know, Alexa can do that. Mickey James can do that. Becky Lynch could probably do that. I don't think Natalya can do that. Natty doesn't interest me for 50 minutes. She just can't. I don't know it's a tough it's a tough road um did anybody I, see I, the han solo movie i'm just curious no no you guys no, didn't I go don't. see it so it's, it's such a shame I didn't,
2: even, I didn't even realize i didn't realize it was out yet i because it there's so much shit to my main point i'm gonna get this in and out of the way i uh, fucking hated all of the new ones i can't stand them i think they're shit the acting's been terrible. The story's been terrible. Everything about them has been garbage. Apart from some bits. But this film has come out, what? Six months? A year after?
0: No, six months, man. Like, not even a whole yeah, half a year.
2: I remember last year when they were talking about the solo movie, and everyone was like, oh, we could really want a solo movie. And it wasn't even happening. And then now, you, like, you were like, oh, I'd see it. I was like, really? I thought that was like a year away still.
0: Yeah, and 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 they shot the whole thing twice. <laughs> yep. You know, they had the original directors fired them, brought Ron Howard in, and he had to reshoot seventy percent of the movie for his name to to get the the main director credit. Um, so basically, they wow. they made this movie twice, and it still came out in that time frame. Um, but I liked it, and I just really think it's a shame that so so many people uh, didn't go see it. And I think there's a million reasons why. I think uh, it's backlash to people not really liking the last Star Wars movie, which I think they did botch with Luke. Um, I think outside of Luke's storyline, I didn't have any problem with the last Star Wars movie, but I thought the Luke storyline was not done right. Um, but this movie was, was not that. It was everything I ever thought that a Han Solo standalone movie should be. And Alden Ehrenreich or whatever his name is, uh, I, I, he gets a little bit of shit for some people for not being Harrison Ford, but he's not Harrison Ford. I wasn't expecting him to be. I expected him to live in the spirit of the character and give it kind of his own play. Um, I thought Donald Glover did better at that with Lando Calrissian than the kid who played Han Solo. But I also didn't take any offense to anything he did with the Han Solo character. I just thought it. I, I I just hope people give it a chance. So you know, and we have a podcast, so this is my forum to say those kind of things. So I'm using this forum to say, hey, give Han Solo
1: a chance. Mass Mass Mayhem, the Probably. premier anti-pedophile show for all things Star Wars related, and don't Melissa is um,
0: going on a date with Byron delicious. Turk if she wants to. Hashtag.
1: Hashtag <laughs> <Melissa>.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I, I was going to even talk about the Mass Republic video game thing and uh, the oh, comic shit. book.
2: There's, um, a, there's another thing. Yeah. The Mass Republic. I don't know if you saw today. Oh, so someone's running yeah. shows in Baltimore and New York. The they use the new Mass Republic little logo, but like they haven't paid. They had Atlantis, Mil Mertes, or Ricky Banderas, Lo- yeah. load of those big name lucha guys. They've not paid like nearly half of them, if not 70% of them. No um, hotels, no return flights to Mexico. But they also use the Mass Republic. So a lot of people.
1: And they stole um, intellectual property, they didn't license.
2: Yeah which is, what is it, a minimum of $250,000? I
1: wish 000. someone stole my property so I
2: could make that money yeah. off them. Can someone steal an MMM show shirt?
0: Well, yes, but when those you cases did. go to court, um, Heath, they did. also they also have to prove that by using that intellectual property that they made money from it. Um,
2: yeah, but they're also they're, now, they're Sometimes they will to punitively them.
0: fine people that have inappropriately used them, but there's also been a lot of cases where punitive fines are not imposed um, because the use of the trademark information was not uh, something that actually made anyone any money. (laughs) So, I mean, there's there's a little bit of burden to it. it, But yeah, I saw the whole thing, and basically the whole thing is jacked up. Like, y'all got blindsided. And what I want to know, though, is did they use the MR... Name to get those talent booked as if MR had something to do with it. Cause that's, what's real shady. It's like, if you're saying that you're affiliated with mass Republic, which is a company that a lot of luchadors trust because mass Republic helps luchadors make money. If you're going to say you're associated with them and then pull the wool over the luchador's eyes, one thing to do it to the public, but it's another thing to like actually be in the business and fucking with workers like that. That's jacked up. Like workers are not marks. You don't, you don't treat a worker like a mark.
2: I'm not being rude to anybody here, but some of the guys would might have even just been shown like, oh, yeah, this is like kind of, you know, they could have used that logo anywhere, and they could have just been tricked by that, not even saying Mass Republic. Some guys might have just looked at them, oh, shit. Like, I want to interrupt you know, the British guy Britain, talking like, to
1: give a shout-out to Brian in the chat room. What's up, brother? All right, keep
2: going. <laughs> no, nah, it's all right. I was just saying, no, like you don't know if they just some of those guys will actually just see the um logo, the logo and go, oh shit, Mash Republic doing it. Yeah. But it's right in the center, in it, like dead center, massive. That's
0: just messed up. That's just messed up. Um, but so yeah, we'll 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 carry over some of the, the MR conversation to next week too, because I really want to discuss some of it with Casey. Um, yeah. they're doing a comic book and they're trying to get together a video game thing um two things that i know casey and byron both probably have strong opinions on Uh, byron Mm -hmm. probably more about the video game but um i love it i love it i love that they're trying um i love that they're they're in the wild west where they might get their ass handed to them or it might be a complete success i don't know the video game thing seems really tricky Um, the comic book thing, maybe not so much. And, you know, every week somebody's asking about those Lucha Underground comics. Um, This is basically in that same style involving a lot of those same people and it could be very interesting. Yeah, Jagos, um, go to luchacentral.com. There's a banner up at the top. um, It tells you about it. Um, Basically, they're taking a survey right now to see what people would be interested in, but they're trying to kind of come up with their own video game since mass Republic and lucha central kind of have the intellectual property rights to help out a lot of luchadors. doors. Um, so by creating a game that when rights come available to suit <laughs> luchadors, they could be involved in or be characters in or be a part of um, would be very interesting. And I, I my personal hope is I, I almost hope that they can get something going uh, maybe now with Conan's involvement with a lot of people with mm-hmm. AAA and lucha underground to include some of those characters. I mean, what is, like, get MGM involved. MGM has an interactive department, too. Like, if they could actually do something along those lines where they're kind of at the forefront of doing it, but then, you know, some of the IP comes from uh, Lucha Libre FMV or AAA or wherever, that would be badass. And I think that would give them enough uh, juice to make it work. But the game playability and all that stuff, that's a whole nother level. That's some hard shit. Comic yeah, books are coming so soon, it. though. And the comic books look dope. So go to LuchaCentral.com. Check check out the, the stories on those. Um, and we'll talk more about it next week as well. This week, look... Um, we only touched upon it a little bit in the middle of the show, but this week is all about the return of Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. We will be discussing that show this week. We will be doing a review of that. We will be getting more Lucha Underground related guests on this show in the near future. Um, we're going to continue to be the premier podcast about Lucha Underground. Don't care what anybody else says out there. <laughs> Don't care if we were first, last, second, 31st. We are the premier podcast about Lucha Underground, period. And there's a lot of people that I'm really excited for you guys to see on Lucha Underground this year. Can't wait to see what happens with Cross. Can't wait to see what they do with uh, Cobra Moon and the Reptile Tribe. Can't wait to see. I, I shouldn't say I can't wait. I can't wait for you to see. I've seen a lot of it.
1: I can't wait to talk to all the wrestlers after watching them do what they're going to do. Well,
0: some of them we've been holding off on, too. It's like we could talk to them tomorrow, but then they can't say anything. They can't say anything. So, And we've got episode 100 coming up soon. Um, We're going to try to put together some fun stuff for that. Um, It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I will, you know, like a few people have hit me up to come back on the show, but I want to wait till we get to some of their storyline stuff in Luch Underground, like Famous yeah. B, uh, like Thunder Rosa, a.k.a. Cobra Moon, uh, having her back. Uh, just a, there's a few other people that, we, you know, and some new new guests, too, that we want to have back when when yeah. they debut or when uh, their information happens. And there's a couple that I'm working on that haven't debuted yet that I'm really hoping we can get on the show. There's a real oh, big too. one that uh is a is a is a definite maybe. I'd say it's about at 70% that I think would
1: would blow the roof off uh for you
0: guys. And I'm working very on strong for,
1: chance, I believe.
0: That I'm working on for maybe a month and a half into the season, uh, which is when the storyline should be cooking. I'm very hopeful. So I'm excited for it though. I know what's gonna happen on this week's episode. Um, I think that everyone's gonna be very interested and i will say this here's your spoiler from me Uh this season of lucha underground is going to start off very differently from previous seasons they're coming in hot they're coming in on fire it's going to be a different approach to starting off a season of lucha underground they got less episodes this year so they're gonna jumpstart it and they're gonna get right into this damn thing. There's gonna be a I lot to, to, to talk about yeah. after this very, very first episode. So come back, see us here, Mass Mats and Mayhem. We will have lots of good things to say Premier about season that. four. You guys got anything else you want to throw in? I yeah. want to
1: go eat a steak and drink a lot of bourbon. Steak, steak calm, and stay in the mix? Steak calm in the mix on the rocks. If anyone out there is on Clemata street, I'm going to be going to the alchemist to eat dinner and I'll be signing autographs until the food shows up.
0: Well, I've made a whole crock pot full of my special short ribs today to go along with my roasted Israeli couscous salad, um, which will be phenomenal. Must be nice. I don't need to go to restaurants to eat like a king.
1: Well, you know, some of us live a lonely life. Well, lonely cat doesn't cook. look, the hashtag. Um,
0: thanks to everybody who joined in the chat room. Paul, Zeus, Jago's, Rebecca.
1: Jagos. Oh, no, no, we got to stop for a second. Jago's racist fan. Brian Cervantes in the chat room. The he homie says that you made him hard. Jago said that yeah. again. <laughs> it's,
2: oh, well,
0: you know, <laughs> um, also, guys check out markout mania i need to go back and listen to that uh episode from yesterday i was very busy yesterday but uh, i'm gonna go back and check it out um but the last couple episodes i listened to have been awesome those guys reminiscing and talking about all the stuff that made wrestling so great for all of us uh that's my my new favorite guilty pleasure podcast markout mania everybody check it out um and like i said we'll be back next week hopefully we'll get casey and jim here at the same time too jim's been just jim is just a globe trotter he's all over the Who's place jim jim casey. is
1: working out and fucking
0: and casey casey's yeah, it's got it's his other show too uh, don't forget to check out read more horror comics and until next time stay calm stay and in stay, in, stay, in, stay in a mix
2: stay in the mix this is triple
1: sec <sighs> stay wow. calm and drink the triple sec